Hello and welcome to Straight From The Off, a podcast based around the amateur football scene of our fantastic city of Liverpool. I'm Michael Watson and each episode we'll bring to you a local footballer, past or present, who'll share their stories of glory and despair with us on Straight From The Off. So as I mentioned on the last episode, we've now um, struck a deal with Leduso Activewear, which is an up-and-coming clothing brand with some fantastic stuff. They're on a journey together to produce long-term, everyday activewear with the perfect combination of comfort and style. Check them out on Instagram, stuff like that. I'll tag them in the social media stuff. They're going to give us a discount code for our listeners. So if you want a little bit of a little bit of dizzy on some nice trackies or your activewear, your gym wear, head over there and the lads will look after you. We're still going to take the uh, the episode sponsorships from any local businesses. So if anybody wants to... Um, Donate to the cause. As you know, we give it to the uh, local footy teams, community centres, um, food banks, community initiatives, stuff like that. Try and help out and give what we can back. So if you want to uh, sponsor an episode of Straight From The Off, get in touch and we'll be more than glad to uh, donate your money to some great causes. So today's guest, they'll know more about... Uh, Community initiatives the most probably in the uh, in the job role that they're in at the moment, but uh, it's more about the footy and the love for footy. So welcome to the show, Anthony Schmidt. Cheers, mate. Nice for having me, boss mate. More more than welcome, and uh, thanks for having me in the other week, mate, for the uh, Premier Cup draw. We, we managed to fuck the sounds up somehow, did we? Well, well, I did, but uh, I think people people enjoyed the. Uh, the, the yeah. experience, mate. Definitely, I think he's done a good job, and it's definitely something I'm going to carry on doing with it as we get to the later rounds in the yeah. other cups as well. So, I think it's one of them. Everyone wants a transparent draw, don't they? And yeah. Next time, next time, if I get invited again, I'm going to come in like I'm one of them mad flowery Rod Stewart suits or something, and uh, start singing. If you think I'm sexy, well, <laughs> pulling the balls out. So, as we always started, and states from the off, mate. Um, how old were you when you first started playing footy? Who did you play for? And what team did you support? Uh, the easy one to answer that is I'm an Everton fan. Evertonian, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's strange times, but it is what it is. Get yeah. used to it by now. Uh, in terms of when I started playing, uh, I didn't actually start playing for teams. I was about 13. Didn't you know? No, so I was always kind of playing on the streets, kind of local. Uh, I grew up on Crocky Park. I moved there when I was about six or seven. Then I started playing in the streets then. Uh, and... I think Jamie Fay mentioned the Merseyside Police Tournament. That was the first time yeah, I actually ever oh. played in a team. Yeah. I was I was have a think about it. I must have been playing about three years up at the time because in my team we had the likes of Elliot Gage, yeah. uh, Rob Lloyd. I don't know whether yeah, yeah. Rob Lloyd. He, he was a, a great player when he was a kid, and, and a few that that age. And we won that kind of local heat. Went to the next stage. I think we won that, but we missed out on going to Anfield for the final. Right. Uh, so I think someone must have got beaten in the final, semi-final. But I was a baby, and I can't. I just no, just I was probably one of them th- throwing on the team when we were about four 0 up. Yeah, but boss mate, so we use on the Joe Stone for it. That's where it yes, was. It? Yeah, that, that's where it was. Stone, yeah, yeah. We, so we won. I remember winning that one, and then I don't remember much about the car the next stage. Just that you know, we yeah. got knocked out semi-final stage or something. We were. I remember them because we'd just be playing footy on the Joe Stone because where I lived on, on Long Lane we'd either be on the Jeffrey Humble which was the LBA or the Joe Stone which was St. Philly's Field yeah. at the time and the tournaments would just be on but we didn't know anything about it until it was on yeah. otherwise we'd have put teams in and, and and loved it so we ended up just all playing for different teams and like if someone was getting beat we'd go we'd throw him on and they'd, they'd throw him on and I, can't, I can't remember I think it was Elliot's dad 
uh, who, who ran the team. Uh, I can't even remember how it just got put together. Probably just we used to just play in the street. There was a little little space by ours called the hills. It was just kind of a little bit of grass that we used to just all all day every day. One of them when we were younger, just get out and just, I don't know how we find out what the song. We ended up putting the teams together and and that was it. So that was the first taste of actually playing in the team. Uh, and then it would say it wasn't until I was around thirteen that it had joined. Uh, Wilmach, they were called then. Wilmach, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, you from from the Crocky Park area. So, were they like a local team? To well, they were. Uh, they're from Crocky, so yeah. you know it was a uh, John, a fellow called John Riley and Jez Willow. They they they, they ran the teams and like to check and uh, all them plays at our age group. So it was just yeah. I was in in Dallas at the time. It's all in our age group, and he said, "Oh, fancy coming down?" I said, "Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, get in there." What what was it? Uh, what were they like? Good, decent side. They were decent. We kind of, you know, you're very good side. We, I, I just, I say, I never remember whether we won the league or I just, I just enjoyed playing because it was the first time playing a team. It's just great just to kind of be involved. There's some games where, you not know, just stupid scores where you'd be 18, 19 nils, which were, you know, even at that time at that age, I hated them. No, it's just it's yeah, it's, it's, right. it's it's where you get some who, who like yeah scored six I, I I hated them games. You just you just want to play a decent game and and go home and kind of know that you actually work for a game. Yeah, it's no good for anyone, is it? Then the, no. the tough scores and all that. So Will Mack was the the first, was that Saturday or Sunday? They would have been a Sunday in the Scotty Road League. Oh, in the Scotty League, yeah. 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 So, so did, didn't you go there? Weren't you in like the Watland Kirkdale or not? No, no, I don't know why you kind of yeah. And say before that it was. School team played Saturday mornings, so yeah. so never never ever played on Saturday other than for the school, uh, and then Sundays at the Scotty Road Sundays, which is now weird because now it's a Saturday league, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so I don't know when it when it switched, but yeah, mm. Max is in that now on a Saturday, mm. on, on, on it's split between in it um, Everton Park and uh, Flinders Street, yeah. 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 So the um, the Saturday footy up with school, I, I, we only ever played. I can only ever remember playing on a Saturday once, and it was against LSL. Right, which we, is, ma- which we, is mad. we were every Saturday. Absolutely loved it. Saturday yeah. football for the school. You know, getting. Up. I used to stay in my hands every Friday. Just lift down roads, go, and then we we played you know, every Saturday up to like year ten, yeah, year eleven. been boss for us, but no, we we we'd play after school games here and there. We played uh, LSL quite a lot, but we mm. didn't really play the first team because they were just too good. Our, mm. our school was half. We were all right, yeah. but the first team had like Jeffers, yeah. Chrissy Jones, Greg Owen, all that. It was like top notch. But even the B team yeah. was like proper good, full of really good players. And they, they like we could we could half give them a game. But the first team used to do us, do us in on the regular if we ever played them. Like yeah. I think they just had a set fixtures every year against same set of schools. You know, so yeah. you played them. So it was always you know you're all you're all boys schools, which kind of you dominate the. The football at that time, but yeah, you, just, you as a kid, you don't think nothing of it. You just turn up and play, don't you? But linking back now, they probably just had a set set of fixtures every yeah. year. So we used playing like Carnaline and Archie's SFX or like yeah, the, Blue like Coat, the, yeah, yeah or all, all, all the usual kind of big hitters, really. Yeah. So what was um what was your? Let's go back to junior school. So what junior school? I went St. Swithins. Swithins, yeah. yeah. So they they produced loads of boss players over the years as well, haven't they? Yeah, it was again. So I I remember year three. Uh, when I was in year three, just got into first year juniors. That was the year the school got to Wembley. Yeah. Uh, so Greg Old Jeffers Boggan, um, my cousin Sean, yeah. uh, plays. Yeah. Uh, so we actually went to Wembley for the final to watch it. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. yeah it was great. It was good. That. Day out. Well, was that the, the lad who died? Was it that yeah, Greg yeah. was on about? Was yeah. he your cousin? Was yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a shame that was. Yeah. But it, it was it was crazy because I we 
in my time at St. Swithin's, we played two games the whole time. One against Crocky uh, Primary away and Crocky Primary home. Yeah, it's all you play, play no other games. It's mad, so, isn't it? Because he said they sort of weren't really a team, and the next minute they're at Wembley. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I think I think the headmaster changed that year after that, uh, yes. and he, I don't think he had an interest in football. So you, you need that teacher, don't yeah. you, who will drive it? Yes, so didn't have it uh, in our primary school. So what did the whole school have a little day out at Wembley then? Did no, no, it was just families. So it was it was obviously, families. I Sean played. So me and my mum. Uh, he went down on on the, on the coach. It was a playoff final between Blackpool and Scunthorpe. As well, oh, it, it, it was, I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure that it went to pens as well, so it was great. Yeah, I've seen that the pitches are hilarious, aren't they? With some of the uh, the, the kits yeah. that they had on and all that, but it's mad not being a team next minute playing, going through all these five sides next minute, mm-hmm. you know, Wembley. So, um, did, did, um, did Wayne Rooney go to Swithins as well? Yeah, he's two school years below me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. mad, that in it, the way like, yeah, Jeffers Rooney, yeah, Everton, England, yeah. and then obviously Jeffers Arsenal. Wayne to the to United, yeah. so you didn't really play. You had one or two games, then you've gone to Delashell, and then it's obviously it opens up. Then doesn't it? Kids from all over the place, and yeah. you're like, wow. Yeah, I remember, still remember the trials to this day. And I think few mentioned about you know, there must have been two hundred in the school year that year, and I think vast majority went to the trials. You know, and kind yeah. it was chaos. And I actually didn't get in the team the first. I was in the the C team. Yeah. So we played, as you said before, when we played some of the, the smaller schools or the mixed schools, uh, our B team would play their A and our C would play their B. So my first game for the schools for the C team against Crocky Comp B. Yeah. Uh, we won 6 5. Yeah, uh, decent game uh, then, yeah. I scored two and one of, one of my mates, a good mate of mine, uh, I called Paul Jones, he was at Everton at the time, but missed the trials. So he ends up in the C team with, with, with me, and then like I always remember the kind of both in the same class. And the next week, the the, the A team manager come in and said, "Yeah, you just played well. You're just playing for the A team this week." Oh, decent. And yeah. then uh, from that, little promotion straight away. It was, and it, it, I was lucky really because my thing about I was the smallest kid in the year. I was tiny, I was probably six stones soaking wet at the time, you know. So yeah. kind of, I always, I was always the small. Oh, wasn't still about seventeen, eighteen. When it's a bit of a, a growth spurt, I'm still skinny as anything now. But uh, then it was always kind of, you know. I had to use, didn't have the physical attributes to kind of to match any, so I just had to kind of get on with it. Yeah, boss mate. So it's good that like schools had up to three teams or mm. four teams. Like in some schools now struggle to get eleven kids yeah. out playing, don't yeah. they? Yeah. I, 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 well, I think the C team will probably only play about twice, and then the B team with you know a few more. But the A team was religiously every Saturday morning. It, yeah. it, you were playing no matter what. Our uh, for Zachary's B team was hilarious. <laughs> it was just it was just made up of lads who like didn't like footy or little kickoffs or but but the, I remember them having a game against someone and and you could hear, you know, when the goals went on the, the the other pitch and we were like looking over they were all just going nuts and I remember thinking that's Basta yeah. probably loved it. That's where it should be. But um, so who was in your school year then? Yeah, I had the team keepers that I called uh, David Morgan. He was a great keeper, but I watched one of them just stop playing and yeah. kind of as he it's adult. Uh, Joey Jones, Andrew Jones, uh, Franny Westhead, uh, was yeah. a good player. John English. Uh, after these, probably just stop playing. You know, you can't. You leave school and then you, you, you don't hear them. Franny yeah. played for the Villa, didn't he? For the B. No, Franny was a uh, lobster. Oh, the lobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, in Australia yeah. now. Yeah. Kind of lives out there. Yeah. Uh, but he was a very good player. Uh, Paul Jones, I mentioned. Danny McDonald's. Uh, another good player, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jamie Little up front was a cracking player. He, he should have done a lot better than what he did, but he just, uh, just didn't make it any further. Just, just packed it in. Yeah, so we we had a, a good solid team without be, without any 
outstanding players where you look a couple of years above us, a couple of years below, you know, they were kind of, they were really good players. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, you're coming out of Jeffers years to Grego, then Lawless, Porter. Yeah. Uh, year above was probably like us, solid team without anyone outstanding. Uh, year below us was ridiculous. That was uh, Tom Rooney, uh, John Moore, Lippo, yeah. Dicko, all them. They, they had a, and then the year after that was just oh, another level altogether. That's where Wayne Rooney, uh, Jay Smith, you know, and all that. They were just ridiculous. It's to mad good. to think, like, in the, in them five years of school, at one point, the talent that was in there yeah. must have been just like, you know, if the likes of Jefferson that were in the last year and you had Rooney in the first year mm. going right through, yeah. the, 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 the talent pool there is like ridiculous. It was, it? and it's almost. <laughs> It's not by fluke, is it? There's something in kind of that that generates them plays. Yeah. It's the sort in the old. It is. It, it's a. It's, it's what you what I always we had this argument all the time. Is it talent or is it is not, was it nature or nature? Yeah, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of. For for me, it's the product environment. You know, working class area, loads of open space to play with, loads of competition, loads of extra players. It just drives players on a little bit further. Yeah. It's one of them. I always found the same where I lived on Long Lane, Sparrowall, Lanford and that. You either played footy or you rode around on scramblers or you went and f- had fights with other areas. Mm. They were like they were like the three things that yeah. you could do, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was a youth club where you yeah. go go in the yeah. UT, play footy, go on little days out or whatever, or you could go and get into motorbikes and start ragging down the lanks on a motorbike or you just go and start fighting with other, other areas. And, and the lads who picked the footy usually... Uh, Come out the best, don't they? You know well, what I mean? That's it. It's, it's you know, the, the, what you picked up on a key thing there is youth centres. Yeah. You know, having access to a youth centre with, with some sort of facility to kind of go and play and in, you know, in, in, a, in a safe, competitive environment, it, it, it's, a, it's essential for all these kids. You know, I don't you know, want to get political, but kind of with the funding getting cut on all the, the same type of youth centres, no wonder why some of the kids are around the bed now. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, mate. On that, you need. Um they need a structure and, and that environment to go and express themselves and have people outside of the family saying, you don't do that, lads, mm. you know, or that type of yeah. role model sort of it in the life. And you get that from footy, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what about uh, any trophies with the school or any, uh, no, so we, any stand-up games? Yeah, there was, there was a few. We, we, was, we were solid right the way through, but like to can lean and we just, they... They were kind of ridiculous at the time. They, as you know, that was I think that was the year when Leighton. You know, I think he mentioned that they were getting you know all the top players, inviting them all to that, to that school. So they, yeah. they, they were outstanding. And then, what one school we could never beat ever, and it annoyed the hell out of me was SFX. SFX. They just yeah. seemed to be twice the size of us, and we we could be winning three 0 with ten minutes to go and get B four three. You know, it's just they're just a bit of a bogey side, but they just done a number of us. And uh, in year eleven, we got to the final. Can't remember what final it was. We played SFX, went one 0 up, and ended up getting B two one. It was just that, that was the killer. Like and that. then uh, I was in sixth form. Then uh, half left. You know, majority of the players left, so we just kind of starting again. And I always remember the teacher came in and said, you know. Like this time next year, when we could win the Echo Cup and we wanted to do this, then I was thinking, we've lost all our players. You've got absolutely no chance. But then in upper sixth, we uh, got to two finals and the quarterfinals of the National Cup. Got beaten both finals by Blue Coat, which was yeah. a sickener. Yeah. Who, who was with them at the time? you remember any of the. Yeah, well, the ironically enough, we, I went to university next year, walked into my first lecture, and half the Blue Coat team was on my course. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, nightmare. <laughs> but I ended up being good mates with them all. So That's it. Was, uh, Friendly yeah. facing it rather than not knowing anyone. Yeah, the lad who sco- scored the winner in the second one was like called Kev Lee. Yeah. He, he, had, uh, he was at Southport 
Uh, and he, he got a bad injury, and that's he's had to stop playing as well. But he, he, he was a he was a good player. Uh, I don't think any of them actually went on to make it big. Yeah, but he was all just solid, good players, kind of. So what about any, any uh, flirtations with schoolboys or anything like that? No, was there just too many good players? Yeah, at the, in that say, stage I, I was I was a mile off in terms of even just my size. I, I had no chance. I actually one of the uh, our teachers, a geography teacher, we had a link with Wigan, uh, and one year he sent about. Three years worth of players down to, to Wigan, so we all went on mass. My year, the year below, uh, and I, I think from the year below that as well. So we all went down on mass and kind and trials. And he it was an eye opener that I just realised that no, yeah, these yeah. are all, these are twice the size. Of me, you no, know, just can't. And I remember the feedback. He just said, "Listen, you're just not you're not you're not strong enough. You're not quick enough. And just it, that's where you're at." Yeah, and you, and your head can fall off, can't it? Yeah. You know, when them them environments yeah. when when you go. I remember playing for the playing for the Walton and Kirkdale reps and um must have been about I don't know, under thirteen or fourteen or something, some really good players there, like mm. Jeffers, um loads of loads of boss lads and I remember I got in the squad and got sucked there. We played Everton in a um four quarter game, twenty minute quarters, and um and I remember the lads come up playing the lads coming on for Everton. I remember when you said then about Elliot Gage, their Scott, Scott, yeah. their Scott was played played for both teams on the same day. And it, it, he was really good centre half. And um, I remember going there thinking, yeah, I should I should be here in this like scoring loads of goals. Mm. But but then in the game, I shit myself. Mm. I proper shit myself. I remember like just like giving the ball away needless and, and like knocking it out and that and I, and I remember coming off the, the pitch thinking wow what, what have I just done there yeah. and then they, they said to me dad like don't bring him back yeah. my dad then tried to sugarcoat it to me yeah. going we won't go back there yeah, anymore yeah. Lad. and I was like the devil leg of me aren't yeah. well, well, that, that's in it it's I think what's been said about the cards reason that that heartbreak and it's 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 an impossible situation it's got to be done you can't please everyone but it's not easy to take especially if kind of for young lads you know it kind of especially as they're developing yeah and that's what they say don't they like sh- you can like sink or swim literally yeah. but uh, I suppose that's the uh, that's how they separate the, the players that they want to keep and, and they don't so after the after school and sort of being from the area, are you aware of the local footy teams and like the history of of the Crocky amateur scene? Yeah, so uh, I I grew up in Crocky Park as, as I mentioned, but then when uh, my mum died when I was eleven, uh, I started when after school I go back to my nan's. So basically started growing up on Carlene around around yeah. that area, uh, and my uncle played for the Lobster, uh, Jared Ryan. Uh, right, yeah. So he he was a decent player. Just go and watch them and kind of every now and then. So it's where more of kind of Lobster and and, and seems like that uh, and then as we start getting a bit older you start well when we left the Wilmach uh, we went and joined the I think it was the Lobster under 16s or 17s oh right so like, we, a, like a bit of a feeser too yeah so we all went kind of joined that on mass that was in the West Derby League Again, that that league was really strong. You know, kind of, you had the kind of top teams. It must be one of them where all the teams just from all the different leagues merged at, at that one at that age. Yeah, group. should be winning it. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah. And it was. It was really on the good. Shankly. Yeah, yeah. on the Shankly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. good. That. So again, we we, we had this. We went the best team, but we had a solid enough team. Again, it was a lot like like you know, Chick and players like that who, who, who were really good. Uh, I only got to one final, got beat in the final uh, on the old. Police grounds on, on Fairfield. Yeah, Fairfield, yeah. It was yeah. all right on there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame that that one's gone, but you know, it's just it's what happens with these private grounds, you know, they can't afford to keep them open no more. Yeah, that's it, mate, isn't it? So, so you just went there, so you sort of had a little affinity with the lobster, uh, like, early on, because obviously you said your uncle 
Was he yeah, uncle? Yeah, my uncle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not not me, it's just that was the, the team who, who, you know, I think they were the most successful at the time as well, so they kind of, people are aware of them, but I, you know, I was, I'd rather just play myself rather than go and watch anyone, just kind of get me ball on the street and I'll just play. Yeah, go and, go and have, a, have a bash with anyone. So who, who were you um, coming up to sort of adult years then? Who were you looking on playing for yourself Saturday, Sunday? Were you, did what about uni? Did you play for in uni? No, well, again, it's... <laughs> I went for the trials, the uni got through the first days and second stage, and then people started saying, no, it's going to be Saturdays, and I was like, I don't want to play Saturdays with these, you know, because this was where about to sign for, uh, it was the little rum, uh, red rum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they had two teams at the time, and all my mates were playing for like, it was like the reserves, but you called it the little rum, because it was all kind of 18, 19, you know, so I said, that's right, I'll just play play with them, it made so, I, you know what, the, the university teams are good, they're really good, you know, they, they got some top players playing for them, so I might not got in anyway, but I didn't go back to the kind of the extra, you know, the next trial because yeah. uh, I thought I'd rather play my mates because I, I went to Union Liverpool as well so I stayed at home yeah. so it wasn't like I'd moved away and kind of look for something so, so how did that come about then at the the, uh, the room having like a resis and like the younger the younger lads playing yeah well it was the I don't know what they, they were called I don't know what they were called Rum youth, uh, but all the lads here below me, uh, and good mates of mine, all played like Ryan Ford, uh, Gary Fairlong, Jay Penny. They, they were all cl- my close mates, but I was a year older than them in school, yeah. So I couldn't play for them originally, but then they went to an open age and said, Why don't you come down and play? And that's, that's where I kind of went and signed for them straight away. So, what league would that have been at the time? CMS, CMS yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah so yeah, it's because they. The likes of Finnegan's had yeah. the teams in there, they, they won it, I think, one or two yeah, years. Finnegan's, TFI, yeah, Finnegan's, TFI, Stanley House. Yeah. Uh, TFI was the Kirby yeah, lads, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Billy, Billy and Callie and uh, Darren Hildich yeah, and all that, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they, I think they won it the first couple of years we were there. Uh, they, were, they were really good. Uh, they were just solid. And then we, had, we had some good games this game. We were all young, because all play, but young and naive. And I think the best thing that happened for us was uh, the run first team uh, got an Everton kit. And yeah. uh, I don't know, you know, you know Kenny Stirrup. You, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm, not I'm not wearing Everton. I'm not wearing Everton because he couldn't, he couldn't play for us. And like just him. having that little bit, little bit older and kind of bit of experience, he didn't have to look after us. He, he, you know, he, he was great to have kind of the team. Yeah, uh, it's not uh, much Kenny on it. Yeah, we, we kicked on from there really. Boss player. Yeah. So, um, how, how did you find so the league and the standard match got good? It was, it was. I think standards wise, it, it it wasn't the greatest, but it was tough. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a solid league, and you know, and kind of it was, yeah. As young lads, it was it was nightmare, and we 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 held our own. And there was one year where we we were on for the league, and uh, oh, then we played uh, double header against a team called Shillingsworth. It was on Joe Stone as well, so they come down here, turn up with the uh, this lad, Gary Roberts. Absolutely oh, tore us to shreds. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> killed, and then that was it. Get league over, and then the following year uh, we started well again, and one of the lads got his leg broke. Uh, and the lads who'd done a start was laughing his head off, and you're just like, no, I'm not playing in this league no more. Because yeah. it was starting to get a bit ridiculous. You kind of few dickheads get involved in the league and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. So I, me and a couple of others went and joined the Rum first team then. Yeah, so they, so the Rum were in, they either been in the, was it the county comp by then, or was it still as in Gary? Because uh, we were, we played for St. Phillies, we were in the Zingari with like East Villa, yeah. uh, Roma, the likes of that with the Zingari. I think it was the first year they merged because we were in the division below. Yeah, sure. Where yeah. They, and we, we got promoted, we won the league, beat the Ambrose. Yeah, the Ambrose, uh, yeah. Uh, it was us and them for the league and we went up. I think uh, Gary had a few games for the Ambrose as well, didn't he? He played for the... Uh, 
the Dove and Olive yeah. as well. Oh, he, he, he just when we get on to the Sundays, the Striders on the Sundays for Pablo Darby Arms as well. You know, yeah. he was there, but he was he was he was quality and just he, no no surprise. He's had to go career pro, like but yeah, of course. yeah. When with that that Ambrose game uh, for the title, we were away up in Little Heath. No, right? you don't win there if they don't well, want you to. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was great because it was the second. I think it was the last game of the season for us. They second last day after beat us to stop us winning the league. Uh, went up and we took about no, they, they had a line, but we took just as many on our line. So you can imagine what it was like. Thought, yeah, get straight into this. Yeah, we went one 0 down after about twenty seconds. It was like, oh my god. And uh, we ended up going three one up. But the game finished three all. But it was one of them games where I just loved because their tackles flying in and anyone's played. I I love it when people, you know, people try and diving in flying in because that's that's my game just to kind of get out of the way and skip past them. Yeah, yeah. So when people start diving in, I, I absolutely love that game. It's one of my favourite ever games, even though we only drew but we won the league. Is one of my favourite ever games there. T-shirt mate, yeah, it's, it gets a bit moody on there, doesn't yeah. it? When, oh, no, when especially when the refs are a bit intimidated yeah. as well. We played on there one year, mate, and the ref gave everything against us because yeah. he was that. Intimidated, yeah. it, it, it was harsh. Like, yeah, I don't know if it was one of the games, or it was on there, yeah, one of the lads racing down the line, kind of gets took out. But one of the lads had his bike too close to the pitch, and yeah, as he's, as he's landed, his bike, his face has gone right down. <laughs> he had a big tire mark right down on his face. Oh, fair well. <laughs> he got a uh, Shimano brake dug, <laughs> dug into the side of his head. So, who was, who was running the, the rum then, the first team at the time? Mick Murphy. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Boss mate, so was that random up the time that they got that crocky team together? That lawless that, that was a few years that? before. Uh, so we 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 there. I can't remember what year. That was. That was terrible for years, but yeah, it was. It there was. I must have been early twenties at the time. Uh, so you're talking two thousand four, two thousand five. So played there a couple of years. Good size. Just ended all the crocky lads. What they what they struggled with uh, was. Holding the players for the full season because they'd always drop in and out of non-league football. Yeah. So you know we could be we could be a brilliant to beat anyone one week and then get beat by Boston in the league the next. And I think what uh, Anthony Clark hit the nail on the head when he said about the early days of Canfield about discipline. Yeah, it's it, it was yeah. the same for the, the run. You know we could easily lose our discipline. There was teams who knew we wouldn't hold our discipline and just rattle our cages and watch us. Yeah, and just can't. keep poking yeah. until you. But, I always say old, old Zavs had the, like SFX had a number on us because they, they used to, cut, I'm pretty certain they'd done it on purpose, come out first 10 minutes, volleys off the park and then just basically lighting the fuse and watching us yeah, explode. Step, step yeah, back. step back. and yeah. it's just it's about discipline. We used to always say, don't get wound up, don't do it. And they came within 10 minutes, we'd, it's funny they lost the plot and we're down to nine men or whatever, just kind of, just couldn't hold our discipline for long enough throughout the season. Yeah, so for for that, uh, that rum team, was it the likes of, Jimmy Winsky there and, and Doily and that as well. Yeah, so they, the job. yeah, so they came a few years into that, yeah. I can't remember who was there. James Connolly. James Connolly, yeah. Stevie Blundell, Kenny Stirp, Jock. Yeah, uh, yeah so good solid players, but let's say it was just not enough to kinda of, to kick on. Who was the keeper then? Was Philly Campbell in goal? Liam Cannon was oh, the first. Liam one. Cannon, yeah. yeah. Playing yeah. for the Oyster, didn't he? Yeah, so he came from the little run with us. Oh right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so it was like a feeder, and the yeah, yeah, lads eventually yeah. ends up playing there anyway. It was, yeah. So not all of them kind of carried on there, but kind of, I'd say for four or five, as Bailey was another one came across. Yeah. Andrew Bailey's a solid player. Decent, mate. Decent. So a couple of years with them in the uh, in the the county comp, or was it was then the Liverpool County Premier League? Yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. mouthful, isn't it? Um, what about Sundays as well? So, so I. Went through sixth form and then uh, the last year sixth form I went to America coaching 
yeah. you know, out in the States, kind of loved it out there, best thing I ever did there. Uh, and he came back and someone said, oh, the sixth form team has gone starting Sunday league team. You can't, kind of, so, yeah, what came? So when it signed, when I came back, but when I came back, they signed, you can't, as you do, mates of mates and stuff, and it, it just wasn't the same. I was like, oh, no, this isn't for me, this, but it's because all, uh, a few of the rum lads started playing for the Dangle. Right. Uh, so, and I thought, played a couple of games that La Salian they were called. And it, I don't know what division they were in, but low divisions. It's just like, yeah, it's not not the same as it was in school. So, I went and signed for the Dangle, first game, sub uh, on the low, low break playing fields. One of good mates dislocates his knee after about 20 minutes, goes straight on. Oh. Uh, and then the rest is history, to say, been there ever since. Yeah, so tell us a bit about the Dangle then, mate, because I know they're obviously one of the longest running yeah, it's, teams about, aren't they? So I, I didn't know nothing of them, really, so all I knew is uh, one of my mates' granddad, Billy Kelly, uh, used to run them. That's where they got involved. He can't, he, he'd run the team. Uh, the, the year they signed him was been 16-17. They had a playoff to stay up in the first division of the Liverpool Sunday. Right. Uh, won the playoff. And then the following year, all my mates signed, kind of new generation kind of came through. So I was probably the last of my mates to, to actually sign for them. Yeah. Uh, but the, the club had been running since 1968. Yeah. Uh, they were formed through uh, a, like a business league, a Plessis. Yeah, uh, loads of people talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, a, the name comes from an anagram of design and engineering office. Yeah. So that's, that's where the name comes from. It's and say that the, 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 lad, the fellow who was doing the, the secretary role being there 50 years he stepped down at the end of last season uh, he's, oh, what, a, what a guy uh, Rod, Rod Clark his name is he's like time and effort he's put into kind of just run a, a Sunday league team keeping it going all these years is, is, is ridiculous yeah it's unbelievable mate. So, and the, 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 uh, do, you get the, do you get the credit from the lads who play for them yeah. but the credit that these people deserve should be like I don't know and it, it, this, is, this is something obviously in my role working the FA I've said for years how, how can we reward the volunteers better there's so many good outstanding people there and the work they yeah. do for their communities and I, the problem is I don't know the answer I don't know what they'd want and it because it's that many it's not something you can kind of there's, there's not a budget to kind of go and do it for everyone so yeah, it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's hard yeah. other than saying thank you and kind of really appreciate it it's it's, it's even if one. even if like I don't know you got you sort of Premier League clubs got involved and give yeah. them like two tickets to yeah. a match every yeah. now and again mm. or something you know mm. look made a bit of a fuss over them or you know said come up to yeah the, uh, the academy I, or go up to you know Finch Farm mm. or whatever and, and you know that type of stuff yeah no, that, that, that's something we can especially having two two clubs in our city that you know you yeah. definitely should be having more links than that but so so what's he doing after his uh, 50 uh, after his retirement just he's, keeping his feet up yeah he no come? he still comes still comes he just doesn't that's it he uh, just, they retire but it's only yeah, but he just comes and watches the matches now and he, 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 I think he appreciates the games moved on you know it's, it's all online now doing team sheets on uh, like apps and stuff like that and yeah. he said you know I because it's my day job I can do it all, while I'm in work as well so well, do you know how to work the whole game system it's just about yeah <laughs> yeah just getting me around but yeah you know, it's been a disaster that this last couple of years to play registration stuff but hopefully we're uh, over the the worst of it now yeah no no I, I know what you mean mate just got gone in the days of the R cards you used to get mm. the cards in here and and, uh, and fill it in and stuff so so basically the one, one of the longest running one of the yeah. longest running clubs going aren't they? yeah the, the, the Zengo yeah especially the kinds to, to our it does baffle me how a, just a single Sunday league team can keep going that long. You got ourselves, do the Lobster, Alton have been going similar, but they're all going that long. Just the, the part of the community now, so it's it's 
it's one of them it's how you, you could never let them go you yeah, know yeah. so someone's always gonna get well, you'd hope someone always picks up the pieces but as you're seeing it does happen like, like clubs go like looks like the seymour you yeah. know they, yeah, they were kind me, yeah. you know it's just you've got to just kind of keep the right people involved and kind of you know i'll, I'll keep keep transitioning and that, that's the problem you can't you don't transition kind of go and f- get the young ones coming through you, you that's can, the hardest thing meet, isn't it? it is and sometimes you have to take a step back and i think that's where we've been fortunate because it's never just been about winning dengo is not a, a trophy laden club you know we never have been you know but it's always been a bit more than just the football on the field sustainability success it, it's, it's it is it's just it's that what the, the nights out and the, the trips away and the friends we met is worth more than any trophy for me. You know, yeah, I've got mates for life through through, through playing for, for the Dengel really. And that for me that says more than it than any trophy. Yeah. And it's always you know it's, it's even better when you actually win stuff together. But yeah, to say that having been a bit more than just about the, the trophies on the pitch, it's it, it, that's longevity. Yeah, boss mate. So what did you say it stands for? Design Design and Engineering Office. So the D off design, E N G off the engineering, O for the office. Decent. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, I never knew that. See you learn something. Yeah, it's 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 whoever come up with it, it's kinda yeah, it's been stuck since. So who's the obviously your you must be the longest saving there at the moment, surely. No, I say there's a couple of my well, one of my mates in particular who it was his granddad, uh Ryan Fort Kelly. His name is he's been there two years longer than me yeah so he must have signed when he was 16 we're coming up to 38 now so 22 years I remember a couple of, must have been a, well let's say a couple of years ago it must have been easy 10 years ago now I was playing for Brunesque Sunday team yeah and we played Dengo and he had a, a, a lad come on up front Um, oh, and he was brilliant left footer I can't remember. I, I can't remember his name. He was a unit, though. Yeah, it'd be yeah, uh, like called David Clayton. Clayton, it, that was oh, it. biggest enigma ever. He was a Sto- unit. Story yeah. by him. We were playing the Easter down the bottom field, uh, winning three one. Ah, Sammy scored attic. Go to the ice. Uh, got no changes. I've just go side of the pitch. Nearly getting changed. I said, "What are you doing?" He said, oh, "I'm going to match. I'm off." <laughs> I'm off. We, we, we went to getting before three. It's like you are kidding me. He's, he's just one of those. Some some games he's absolutely unplayable. Other games, he, you know, he just didn't yeah, want to be there. We must have caught him on a day there yeah. because he was like. Yeah, I remember the game. He was like George Ware. Yeah, he was just running through everyone. I remember going, "I know who's this kid. He's yeah. a player." He, another one just stopped playing. Did you stop? Stop yeah. playing. Yeah. I, I bumped into him not long ago. We honoured uh, my eldest daughter's going to uh, senior school, so we went uh, school visit. We went to Broughton Hall, and they, he was is there with his daughter. And I said, "Get back playing." He said, "Oh, I might do." And it's one of them. When you say I might, you know it's never yeah, going to happen. Yeah. I might do. I'll uh, yeah. I'll let you know. Don't, don't call me. I'll yeah. call you. Same yeah. thing. But so in in that area, obviously the success oysters I've had over the last however many years. Is, is it hard to, if you've got the younger players, is it hard for Dengo to get them players because they see the obviously yeah, so, lights of the so Oyster I, I think, or Lobster? I think or? Dengo were always seen as like a feeder to the Oyster or, the, or at the time, in the early days, the Lobster. The Lobster, yeah. Uh, they, they were the main team to Oyster. We got promoted to the Premier Division with the Oyster. Yeah, I can so, remember them going up. Yeah, so we, we, we were insane. So they, we were about the same level. Then obviously Richie came in and uh, Richie Rooney and then that just changed kind of the, the dynamics really between the Oyster and the Lobster. Uh, but yeah, we were always seen as like a uh, like a feeder club. We lost so many players going and you know, fair play to him. He wanted to go and, uh, and win stuff. We were never going to win stuff at the time. We, just, we were just miles off. We in the in the first division, it was probably about our level. Uh, had great games like the Blue Union, Garston Woodies, yeah, and you know, yeah. all them. That was kind of our level. You know, it's, it's all the games. And then 
but year on year we got a little bit older, got you know a few extra little players, and got better and better. And then we ended up getting promoted, uh, and then we we stayed up, but like for a couple of years, but purely because you know by the skin of our teeth, you know. So we we were always in and around the relegation. We'd always kind of pick up points towards the end of the season when teams you know were struggling for players because we were all mates. We'd have the same yeah, players no matter what. Yeah, so that that helped and that helped us a lot. So about in now though, in in this sort of the way it is now, Oyster obviously they're still very good team. Mightn't be as good as what they were, but have you still do you still find like the younger players would be willing to sit down and wait on yeah, the bench well, than play? We we benefited from when the Oyster went really good and we were clearing up. Our younger players didn't see the point in joining. Like the lobster or the oyster, we weren't going to get the game for the. We lost a couple to the oyster. So, go going back, we uh, when I first started playing, a fellow called Dave Thomas and Ian Moore were on the team. They stepped down, and Mick Murphy. Yeah. Uh, he always had the thing he wanted to have a Saturday team on a Sunday and have the same players playing both. I knew it was never going to work because the rum were never going to play for the Dango, and some of the Dango players were never going to play for the rum. But he came in, he was there for a year and brought some good players like Jonathan Swatton around his age and a few of them came in uh, and they were the last batch we lost to the Ooster, really, because uh, they were you know, top players. Uh, and the, But then when the Ooster went really good, none of our players would go and they didn't see the point in going to the Lobster either because they, they weren't going to win nothing with them. Well, this, I, this was my just... just yeah, your take on it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so we managed to start retaining players better than yeah. And then we just gradually built up, built up. And then uh, when Mick left, a fellow called Steve Swatton took over. And we we were really struggling. Uh, Players-wise, Steve, was he works in Jags. So, he, he, you know, he was missing games because he was on shift and stuff, picking teams over text. And it was just just wasn't working. So, in the end, we, I always remember it. We played the pineapple away. We must have had, I think we had 10. Uh, and one of them has never kicked the ball in his life. Played the front on his own. I think we got beat about 9-1. I always remember a point to the kind of must have been about 20 minutes to go in the game. They get a corner, turn around, there's three of us defending the corner. And you think, this, this, this <laughs> where's everyone else? Just, and this, I, said, just, I said at the end of the game, I said to, to Rod the second, I said, I said, listen, this can't carry on. He said, tell Steve, uh, I'll take over to the end of the season just to get, because we need to get the lads back, kind of get going. We ended up getting relegated that year. Uh, again, played the Western, he was flying at the time at home. Uh, about a couple of games to go to the end of the season we had eight men and I thought I'm not forfeiting this game because if we forfeit this game this club will fold we end up starting with eight end up getting up to ten again we got whacked but we got through the game and then got relegated uh, started in the division below which we, we were probably a bit too good for the division below but not good enough for the Prem kind of stuck in, yeah, in the middle between, so we yeah. brought in loads of my, my little brothers little brother and cousins and their mates and kind of built up again from then uh, had a good year got to the league cup final got beat by uh, the Empress who were now Saturday team they were yeah. in the, or St. Michael's they were called then good side uh, yeah, they, were, they, were, they were in division below oh, uh, yeah. cause they obviously so just started up, that year yeah. on the way up and uh, they beat us 3-2 three, three, in the final uh, it was probably because we'd never seen him before it took us by surprise uh, the BCT2 at Wally Hall Park and that, that was the first cup final the club had had in about 30 years Yeah. so it, it was one of them but you know what that was the start and we thought you know, like, it was something to go off here and then yeah, we just built up from that got promoted again 
and then started getting a bit more better players, retaining players more, uh, and just you know, started working up the, the the table really over the years. So what's what's the sort of what do you think is the key to longevity then? Because obviously this teams like you said on paper more successful, but couldn't couldn't keep it going for more than ten or fifteen years. There's a couple of things. One is don't sign any tickets. No, but you do. There's, there's some who, and everyone knows the dickheads, but the good players, really good players, yeah. and they'd be good, but then they're going to kill you because they, they'll end up doing something stupid, get sent off, leave you with shitloads of fines, and then left the club. And when you, when you haven't got the financial backing, it's an easy way to kind of say, you know what, I'm not doing this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that, that, for me, that, that's good. And I learned that the hard way, kind of, when I started. So I've been player manager now for. Ten years, yeah. This guy, I just kept it going to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so, really enough. Ten seasons, yeah. Like, yeah. It didn't say what season. Yeah, yeah no, going. but it was, and it, it's hard. Can't play anyone who's done player manager. It's, I, I, I take no credit for any manager. I haven't managed. I just picked the team and kind of got on with it. You know, it's it's just what it is. But you know what? Well, we've enjoyed and, and we've enjoyed the ride. Yeah. So, but, uh, and then besides you, besides saying that, don't sign any wallies or yeah. dickheads, as you put it. It, it's got it's got to be more than just the results on the pitch. Yeah, you've got to be able to go and have a nice house. Got to enjoy each of the company. Kind of. What about backing from like? Yeah, well, local, we we've local. never had any major backers. We we I do now. I do a last man standing competition. That pays for our fees each year. Yeah. You no, know, so we only charge three quid subs to lads. You know, just if they can't pay, don't pay. You know, you people are at work or whatever. We never put any pressure on it because. Yeah. But we've never. We never had a huge. You no, know, we haven't got some of these clubs got a fortune in the bank. We just not not really in the bank for us. We just kind of live year on year, and we've always had you know volunteers support off the pitch. Kind of, so all our players do just have to turn up, play, and go home. It's the easiest bit, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone says it, don't they? Yeah, but they don't realise what goes in behind, and you know, it's, for them, how easy is someone to let you down is 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 crazy today. Yeah. yeah. So did did you go to um, that Bankfield? Did you go to the bank? No, with, uh, so, so like Mark Little and that. Yeah, so they all they all played for me. Kind of dango, uh, Mark Little, Joe Shirley, Jordan Shirley. Uh, it was Joe and Jordan's dad who, who was running there. Uh, but I was at the room, uh, so no, they 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 were flying kind, of, but no, say they were the top team. But then the old, old boys, no disrespect to the old boys league, they should have been coming across the county county common test themselves there. But you know they were they were enjoying where they are and they, they dominated that league. So yeah. uh, beat those one year in in a cup. I think we completely underestimated them. Yeah. He beat us on a uh, Brexit. Yeah, they were they were top side. Really yeah. good, really good players. The little little John Shirley was a cracking player. Mark Dunn played for them. Too, yeah, yeah. Played yeah. For yeah. The so job, the top so match, they had Dave Po, Steve Potter. Uh, they were solid players right the way through, and then they had obviously James Challen up front and and good mates of mine through through Ireland. Yeah. Uh, who were just goal scorers. You know, yeah. so you, it always helps when you've got a goal scorer. Yeah, boss yeah. means boss. That, that was the thing with, with the dangle for years. We didn't have a goal scorer. Oh, it was a nightmare. You know, you just there's games where you think who's going to score or actually score a yeah, goal. Just yeah, just put it in the, yeah. in the net. So did so did Mark Little play for you? At yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Because he, he just he's a teacher, isn't he? Yeah, tell us, uh, yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. Boss, yeah. He, I think he come he had to come and had a little goal for uh, Saint Felice when he was a, a real youngster. Um, for us, I think he was mates with um, Danny Kearney. Right. So Danny Kearney, he, he played for the Warby St. Phillies and uh, he come up with him. But I remember him proper young and I, I remember him, he called him Cheese. Yeah. I don't know why yeah, he was like, still this is me mate Cheese. I was yeah. like, fuck off. Yeah. like, no, that's his name. Yeah. I'm like, Sam, then not I Cheese. It's, it's nice to meet you. It's funny one with the, uh, the bank. He got to the one of the county cup finals and at the time I 
just start the count Faber's doing like the website, the content, and kind of keeping up to date. So I said to, I said to my boss, I said, all the count go fans, I'll do a match report because come watch it. Uh, Mark, Mark scored an own goal and they uh, gave away a pen in the game so I made sure he, he, was, he was putting the, he highlighted in the match report yeah, he, kill, he, kills he killed him off, off. Yeah. yeah no he's a good lad Mark mm. so then from the uh, obviously doing the Dengo on a Sunday and so after the run because did, did, how long did they did they go for then the run did, yeah. well they're still going now but it's a different a different, different well I, I yeah I can't remember when it went it, it folded, but I kept it going. Uh, just I stayed seeing clubs fall, you know, being going that long. Uh, so I took over from, but it, before that, I had to go over to Heswell. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah so yeah. when I was about 25 ish, I was coming to the point where I'm fed up playing on Crocky Comp. Oh, yeah. I couldn't stand it. We, Not the best pitch in the world. No, I was, well, I was playing it Saturday, Sunday, and I hated it. And I was like, where. Uh, Bailey, one of my good mates, went over, he'd gone over to Heswell with, with Drew, Drew Ireland. He said, oh, you want to see the pitch over here? It's unbelievable. And he said, come over and have a go. So I went over and the, the manager who got them over had just left. So a new manager came in, so started training with play the game. Thought, yeah, Sam, let's get over here. Uh, so I ended up signing. That manager left after about three games. Another one came in for another about two games. And it was like, I think he had three managers within two months. And then uh, a fella called Jed Peacock from Scotty Roseway. Uh, he took over and he just brought loads of kind of lads from our side over. Uh, he, he was round the bend, but he, he knew loads of players. Like, yeah, kind of brought loads some of top players. And like Ronnie Morgan came across and players yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, so we had a, had a decent year, probably mid-table, but it was just great to kind of... Yeah, different yeah, experience. Different experience. Yeah. The pitch was unbelievable. Like the, you know, that's what loads of teams went to Westchester yeah. for, wasn't it? For the uh, yeah. the pitches, the environment, saying they get less stick off the lines yeah. and all mm. that type of stuff. But it doesn't necessarily mean the teams, no, it, it, the teams yeah. are any better, does it? It's I have my way. I bring them all back personally. Yeah, well, but I know they all got their own reasons. But I, I think if you brought them all back on mass, it's the same setup, same teams, but playing under the Liverpool League. Yeah, suppose yeah. Yes, but I think it's. it's it's never going to happen. There was there was cases where you know where teams were getting promoted to the West Cheshire first. Going the FA rules, they should have come back into the county prem. But the FA rules against them a couple of times, which so just caused murder. But the teams wanted to go into the West Cheshire, so if, if, if that's the case, why force them to move? Really? Yeah. So after the uh, Heswell and the Rum, what where did you go then? So with the end of Heswall was uh, Jed left and then a fella called Mike Keegan came in. Uh, Mike was a great fella, but I was coaching Everton girls at the time. So I was Saturday mornings going to like Middlesbrough or Stoke or whatever away, getting straight off the coach, straight into the car and turning like 20 minutes before kickoff. And you could see them like looking at us to say, you can't be expecting to play here where they'd all been there now before. And then I just had the, the baby as well. So I thought, you know what? I can't deal with the, the traveling kind of yeah, so too went, much. So went back the room, uh, on my doorstep, and makes a bit more flexible and kind. You know, as long as you're there before kickoff, you can play. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, didn't did McGarry take over the room at one stage? Don't think so. No, he had Liverpool North. Oh, Liverpool North. Yeah. yeah so so when I came back, that was when Liverpool North, Crocky FC, they they were all starting to kind of take off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we outlasted them all really. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? The yeah. way it sort of works. All the all similar lads yeah. as well who, who played together. Yeah, we, we had a, we had a team uh, one year for the run, uh, but probably the best team we played in. It was it was frightening. I think we won the first eight games on the bounce, and then we lost our whole spine. We had uh, Gary Smith got injured, Bailey done his knee in, 
Uh, PJ, you mentioned before, plays like number 10. Uh, he done his groin and Tom Rooney, I think he mentioned about his injuries. He, he was out for the season as well. Yeah. And we just felt a bit after. Yeah, it's hard. Any team losing that type yeah. of uh, quality, sort of, it's hard mm. to keep going, isn't it? Yeah. So what you were saying about um, going to America and, and coaching and stuff, was that something that you always wanted to do from a young age? Or? No, it was, it's just, I was, it was interested in it, but it was my dad really who kind of, Pushed it because he, he, he you know, I remember when I was in the sixth form, he paid for me to go on a coaching course. So started all that, and he said he had a mate in uh, in America. He was coaching out there, and he said to go over and kind of stay with him for a few weeks. So that's when it just turns eighteen. I went over. Uh, I think spent six weeks there just on my own. Uh, stay and done a little bit of coaching. I thought I was just boss out here. Kind of you know treat as well and kind of different. What, what part of America? It was New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, just outside Boston. So they covered the club I went for was called Sea Coast United. They covered Maine, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. Yeah. So the following year they said come out for the whole summer. So I thought happy days. Yeah, they paid flight visa, put you up in with families who just treat you like a king. You know, you kind of it's just like and then you get a wage and a car. You go around coaching all you know in different areas. Awesome. Uh, I've done that like kind of three years on the bounce when when I was in uni. It's it kind of uh, when I was the second year went when I just turned nineteen. I was eligible to play for the under nineteens. Uh, so they got me playing out there as well. We uh, we qualified for the the national finals in Ohio. So went on went out there Bosh. and played out there and it was like. It was they do it good, they do really good. However, they just it's just a different way of playing. They didn't have that aggression or that kind of streetwise type football. Yeah, so because yeah. I was kind of I just come off a little growth spare to kind of the sixth form, so it kind of you know grew a little bit. So, but I could I could handle myself as well because I've been playing against kind of older players all my life, uh, and it just stood out a mile because they just didn't know how to handle that. Yeah, they, they don't approach it with the same physicality. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like short and non-contact yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're all fit as any and kind of technically very good. Uh, but that just, uh, I assume it's changed by now, kind of grown a lot over there. So I'm, just, I'm sure yeah. they're catching up in that sense. But I always remember there was a, there was a lad from North Carolina, the team we were playing against, and he just tore us to shreds. But no one would tackle him. No, so I ended up lifting him. And he was one of them with a bit cocky, so he said, just went then. And he just wanted to argue and fight with everyone. Yeah. But he ended up losing the game he's because he's always never been smashed yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And they just, they looking as if to say, that's what you've got to do. You can't just test them out. You can't, uh, but well, I'm not a kicker myself, but it, it just needs, someone needs to do it. Yeah, put a foot in on him. Yeah. I, I went to the, been to Boston when I, yeah. when I was a kid. And everyone says how similar it is to Liverpool, Liverpool don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was great because over there, it, there was a, Couple of scouts fellas over there who've moved there apparently. A few from uh, Barrow, a couple of brothers from Barrow. So they're all, and the lads who run around him was a Jersey. So they're all you know English lads. Kind of it felt like an English club and kind of run that way. Yeah. So when you've come home, was it that something you wanted to like? To, yeah. To well, play? I I always thought I'd because because I've done it that year. I thought they were kind of basically saying there's a job out here for you if if you want it. Uh, and then we finally yeah I was uh, just finished uni. They put me in touch with some of the, the college out there and to get a scholarship out doing a master's out there. And, you know, and I was working with it with uh, Southern New Hampshire University, uh, getting a scholarship. Uh, but at the time, he had a, a kidney-like uh, problem. And I went to the doctor and he said, yeah, you've got no chance of getting a medical to go over there. So that just kind of killed the point blank. And then a couple of months later, meet the missus and the rest is history with that. Yeah, no uh, way. It works. But, it's mad how life works, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it, I've just been with, with one of the lads then who who's lives over there. And kind of just come across to see his family and then he's, it's still the same. It's kind of a great club over there. Yeah. So. What was the... The like unique sort of facilities like there for that the level the footy levels for for them there. It, it, 
the the, the soccer or the football they, they were, at that time they weren't great uh, but the rest of them were they, they were basically playing on like American football fields and stuff like that but now they've all got dedicated football fields as well yeah so it looks like there's, there's a lot of money being ploughed yeah. into it doesn't mm-hmm. it yeah the, the, the whole setup the way they do it like a, it's like a franchise system it's there's not as many clubs but they obviously have a bigger following and kind of bigger bigger infrastructure around them then so they can kind of there's a lot of money going into it yeah. but even at that club at the time you talk about kind of in grassroots you know, fees over there every kid in that club paid at that time £3,000 a year to play for the team yeah every that was 20 years ago it's mad that isn't it three grand a year every kid and you had about 30 teams 20 so. kids on each team to your mats and if they get the little broken leg, mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah, as well, yeah exactly. They? Yeah, and but some of their away games are taking flights, yeah, they're taking flights to away games. It's just, it's just, it's just a different whole game over there, yeah. When uh, when Bradley Hall was on and he spoke about playing for Toronto, he, sh- he said, I loved it, mm. absolutely loved it. There, yeah. everything was brilliant. Yeah. The facilities, the training, mm. the lifestyle, just everything was mm. just was great. Obviously, it's all um. It's all circumstantial, isn't it? On, yeah. on where well, you are in your life, I well, suppose. The, the, the club you I coached for, they had a big indoor arena. They had like, like I think it's two seven side pitches and two five side pitches. And then by the third year, uh, they just opened uh, an outdoor complex. It's like one of our park life clubs here, you know, like your Jeffrey Humble. Yeah. That, but that, that's what they're like 20 years ago. Yeah. You so know, so they would do well. Yeah, they're not the soft, mate. Yeah. For the, the There's a lot of money involved, but. So what, while we're talking about sort of facilities and, and grassroots and stuff, how did it uh, come about to end up working for the FA then? Yeah, so as, as I mentioned before, I finished my uni, an email comes around saying that part-time job going to County FA. It was literally just to update the website and kind of keep it fresh and kind of that. fell called Mike McGlynn, it was, it was the, the boss of the Times when I had an interview, uh, got that job and then within a year he took me on full-time as like a social inclusion yeah. Uh, officers dealing with, you know, just kind of getting, working with non-traditional football people to kind of, you know, more opportunities, which loved it. And then Mike left, and then the funding stopped. Uh, so I left for a couple of years and worked in uh, a special school, kids with behavioural problems up in Walton. Yeah. Again, that was that was an experience, but uh, something that you could never do forever. And then a job came up at the county FA, uh, basically aimed at getting more adults involved in football. And it's just like, it was right up my street. So kind of went for it, got in, and uh, been there 11 years now, 2010 that was. Yeah. yeah no, so course. it was just a perfect job at the perfect time. You know, just, so I I helped set up the under 21s and under 18s at the county prem, because uh, there was no, at that age, because there was no leagues running. Yeah, uh, so at that did, time. Did, you feel, did you feel that, that gap was it, sort of stopping? Oh, uh, it was. So the kind of, you know, the bridge from under 16 to open age football. You, you used to say at under 16, so you had a squad of, say, 16, four would probably be ready to go into open age. Yeah. Eight may take a year or two, and the other four would just drop off altogether. So they would never have enough to kind of carry on as a team. Uh, but if you go up to under 18 or 21, it gives them an extra few years to develop. Yeah. yeah, so would because some people would then say, Well, it might work the other way, they're playing their own age too long. Yeah. But is that, is that I, another? I, you know, I 100 agree with that. There's lads who are playing under 18 who uh, you know, kind of use the lines and stuff, but then they're, they're smashing it. They're the ones who you know, it's not for them, it's not for that that top four players who are ready, it's more for the, the yeah. bulk in the middle or who are yeah. just not quite ready. Uh, but to make sure there's it to make sure that there's a level yeah, for them to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was aimed. So if players are capable of going up, can't go and play. 
we did get a bit of uh, kickback from some local leagues saying once once they're sixteen, they should be playing open age football. And I said, well, there's research and evidence showing that they're not. So yeah, we need to we need we, step, yeah, yeah to summer, but there's not enough for kind of making that step. And if you lose them, you probably lose them at seventeen, still about twenty three. So, you know, so, and how many actually come back at that age? You know, it's it's yeah. hard. So how did you find the sort of uptake to that? Was, it was, was good. It, was so, yeah, it's for that, uh, the under-18, we had the under-18 Saturday, under-18 Sunday, and under-21 Sunday within a year. Uh, the under-21s eventually fizzled out because it was hard to keep going. Yeah, just kept, it was a chore every year to get new teams signing up and up. But uh, we, I actually benefit personally from that because the Obita, uh, the 21s and they won it but it was Lee Donaghy and Steve yeah. Murphy yeah, yeah. Uh, good lads I know them well good coaches as well so I knew uh, so they were ready to go they had a good side uh, you know, and I said to them so listen you're going to open age next year if not send the lads down to Dango because we're you know, look, looking for more players and I must have took five or six of their team onto the Dango uh, not all of them stayed but it gives us a platform to kind of build from uh, to add to the quality we already had and that was I think the year after was when we ended up doing uh, the double and quarterfinals National Cup yeah so it's yeah. sort of it's how it's, it, so it benefited me and it kind of but that was the whole idea it's just kind of keep lads playing yeah. playing longer Steve uh, I played with Murphy and, and Lee went to our school a couple of years older mm. than me but um, he went to end up going to Glossop didn't he Glossop yeah, North End yeah, had yeah, that good run in the uh, Cups and that and got I think, to Wembley I think Lee's who's Steve's in Australia, isn't yeah. he? but Lee's in, he's with Ramsbottom now. Yeah, sure, he's yeah. In, he's, in, yeah, he's, he's back there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they've got a good, uh, good little pedigree in in, in the footy. So that that shows, doesn't it? If that's you know, it's give the option for the them lads at that age to carry on playing at their own age, and then the ones who are ready yeah. have moved to yeah. the Dengol. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, and that, that that's the whole idea. And uh, there's been a few others who, who benefited from it as well, kind of. And then uh, just the under eighteen Saturdays still going strong. Uh, you know, and then the Sundays has more come more the kind of all go the northwest youth lines now. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot yeah, of better. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a decent division. So was that from? So let's say you're in, um, for instance, River Juniors or whatever, and you're on the Walton the Kirktail. Yeah. When you get up to what is it, fourteen or is it fifteen? You then go in that northwest youth. youth no, lines? no, that's it's only under eighteens. Oh right, okay. yeah, that's I think that's the JPL. The oh, one. the JPL, yeah. that's it. Yeah, JPL. It's it's the same when that it's 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 like a national affiliated league. Uh, but they try and do it regionalised. So they, they, I think they just try and aims at kind of getting the, the the elite teams from a you know whatever age groups and kind of get them into one. Uh, it works in some age groups. It so, doesn't. So really. would that fall into like the steps then? No, like, no, no, no. No, it's it's got no. It's just a standalone league. It's basically another grassroots league that uh, operates on a regional and national level. Yeah, like, so potentially you could play against like, like you'd say, sort of better run clubs or or yeah. that sort of what they're aiming at. For, like, I think elite, I think elite. so. It's just just the elite or kind. Of, so those yeah, teams so who, kids who, who aren't at academies. Yeah. The, top, the next yeah. level that yeah. I think that's what is you kind of be a, a bridge I don't know whether it works I don't know whether it's right I, I don't know much about it yeah. uh, but I know like so the River and a couple of others I've got teams in and seem to be happy enough yeah. the, the only conflict we have is obviously they all want you have to have your home ground right where we always give priority to our local leagues on, on pitches yeah. so, so if like the River I don't know where they play their JPL games but it's very unlikely that they'll get access to Watland Kirkdale Right, no, like, so, yeah, yeah. you're know, play. Sorry, on Jeffrey Umbo. Yeah, because you've got your obviously your men's teams and your and your your Saturday and Sunday 
kids who are affiliated yeah. to Liverpool. Yeah. So that that the model we always do when when we do facilities, so that's where going back to kind of my, my role now is it's evolved. So now I'm football development manager, at the county FA and my priority is is uh, dealing with facilities, so working on you know, working with organisations to get funding to develop these the kinds of the three G pitches and stuff. Yeah. So when we do them, we always have like a we call it a, a football development plan uh, where we do uh, uh, map out who's going to use the pitches and when they're going to use it. And the model is always is kids use it first thing in the morning nine till twelve, and then the adults come on in the afternoon, uh, and that's what it's always our league, so they'll get priority. Yeah, and because there's such a demand for them in the area, there's, there's, there's very little free space, you know, on, on weekends for for the match play. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and so Max, so our Max is with, he's with Heighton on a Saturday in the Scotty Road, so they play on the grass between the two pitches, and then they'll go to the Astro. I think next year on the Sunday, he's with River in the Walton and Kirkdale, and they'll play like what you said then. But every now and again, they'll be at two o'clock. Yeah, or. Yeah. That might just be to do with refs or, or whatever, or yeah. to give different... But yeah. it doesn't look like anyone plays on the grass on the LBA No, well, th- this is one of the frustrating things, and uh, it, and I agree agree with people get kind of slows them for it. Part of the, the park life model was that uh, the income that comes from the, the, the multi-pitch sites would go into reinvesting into the grass pitches. Yeah. Uh, however, when the NYA... Who had the who used to maintain like the Jeffrey Umbel and Simpsons and Hare and Eccles when they kind of stepped out of looking after them, they they kept the machinery. So when the new operator came in, they had no machinery to maintain them. So there's big it's been going ongoing between the operator and the council and others about getting maintenance machinery to be able to maintain the grass pitches properly. Yeah, I think they got cut a few times, but they need a lot more work doing to them uh, to kind of get mad. them back on. It looks like like on the Jeffrey Umbel on the grass. The goals are there, but the pitches aren't cut. Yeah. And then I think the grass games from that league play on the Joe Stone. Yeah, the older ones, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. When, when there's pitches so right there, the, the same place. The, I, I believe the plan is to get them, they're not just going to get left and kind of, people say, oh, it's going to build houses. They're not, it's playing for years. They will be back, but it's just, it's because of oh, kind of restrictions and COVID and all that, that's hit as well. So it's just delays everything. But yeah. the plan is to get the, the operators some, maintenance machine to be able to maintain them properly yeah because obviously I lived on that street so I'd, I'd walk out of our house turn right I'd go to Joe Stone turn left go to Jeffrey Humble or the LBA it was no there was no fences then or anything we just we'd all chip in the lads off the estate buy a net yep. or buy a net off an aisle a team who had, who had an aisle bag, uh, bag of nets and we'd just go and play after we'd finished playing in our league we'd go back over at 2 o'clock and just throw a net up and play footy like all day, but yeah. now it's like fenced off. Yeah. Not even, not even cut. You can get on the Joe Stone. Yeah, like, which you, is you, always, you can always get in one way. But we were saying one to Eddie's. Yeah, we used to finish school, go down to Milan, State out onto the field, and it's just there's there's no blade of grass now. It's all houses. Although they've they've yeah, uh, the, the, I don't know if you've seen the pitches on Carlene. Yeah, boss. So so they 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 it's were opposite the boozer. Yeah, the Sefton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they 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 go, but they were on the back of losing Crocky Comp. Yeah. So, so a lot of people don't know is when you lose a playing field, it has to be replaced like for like or better elsewhere. As part of the Sports England, uh, has it got to be within a certain? It depends. Depends on local authority. Uh, some 
insist that it has to be in the same area, uh, or just it's just in their local authority. Right. So when you lose a pitch like that, so uh, when we lost Crocky Comp, which was for me at a plane for the Dango, I couldn't wait to get off there. Just they, when we used to play teams, they had to pitch caps. You don't have to play it once a season. We're on this every week. You know, so we came off it, and within the year of coming off it, St. Uh, Bosco was built. Yeah. So we went on there, and it's the best thing that happened. Best thing for us because we, we used to we we used to always try and play football, even when the pitch was terrible, the weather was terrible. It was that, it was that our own detriment. We used to play against like the lobster who, who just knew how to win. They played the conditions, no matter what. They, they and they do a number on you. Where we we were just a bit naive, just always trying to play the same way, and just couldn't do it. But as soon as we went on three G, we it just turns in our favour overnight. Yeah, especially if you have got like technical nippy lads yeah. and that. Oh. Well, that's what it was. We got the lads from the Obers that came in, uh, and then we had uh, Keen Allegan. Uh, he's been he was he was a uh, he's a cracking player, and Charlie Kelly. Uh, two of them kind of two pieces in the pods, unbelievable together. Uh, and then we signed lads called Matty Robbo up front. Uh, he's at Walton now. Scores. Shitloads for them. Yeah, in the county. Uh, yeah, he was, the year they were going to win the league, he, it was him and Peter Donnelly going for uh, top Gold, goal scorer. Yeah. Two of them were scoring threes and fours every week. It was like kind of proper competition between the two. Yeah. But he he was another good sign. Uh, and we, through the kind of work with County Affair, we got involved with Liverpool Homeless. And there was a lad there called James Buckley. And he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, so we got him down, and he, he again another bit of an enigma. He, he'd be in, out, and can't. But when he was there, he was, he was quality. I think he played for FC Liverpool and a, and a couple of uh, non-league, but he yeah. was really good. But that that year, so the the year before that, we won seven and two against the Ulster uh, at the last eight games. So we knew we were kind of you know yeah, it was turning for it was turning. Yeah. So the Ulster won the league. Uh, the Molly finished second. We finished third. So beat the ball, pineapple, Alton, Dovecott, all them, uh, and then uh, we've we've done footy tours. You know we've done ten over the years. But that year we went to Hamburg. Uh, I think forty of us went to Hamburg. We had two teams, but we won. We won that, and that we just knew that was kind of right. We you know kick on for the season. Yeah, feel good factor. Feel good came in season, and then we we were fortunate. The Oyster and the Molly both went, but. Uh, over to the business hours that year but then we had uh, still competitive division the Pineapple Melon Fake yeah. uh, we drew with the Pineapple first game at home got our annual defeat away to the Allerton away uh, got got beat there and then uh, I think we didn't get beat the whole of the season but, but the Pineapple flying as well it comes down to showdown uh, last game of the season up at uh, Wavertree on the 3G uh, we had to win to stop them winning the league and um, we beat them 2-1 with the last minute free kick. Yeah. Charlie Kelly, well, of a free kick. And then uh, last game of the season, then we had to beat Custies away. Uh, but we knew, Custies, uh, I like Custies because they like us, they're all good mates and can't. We knew that they were out the night before and if one's out of them, they're all out. Yeah. So we, we were buzzing <laughs> and saying, they scraped 11 and when we turned up, the pineapple keeper was in goal for them. So our lads were fuming, but we ended up, I think we ended up beating them 7-0 or 7-1 because it was just, we there's, not, there's yeah. no way we were losing that game because it was, you know, it was for the title and kind of, the, it was, we would beat anyone that day, I think. Yeah, boss me and, and, for the club getting the, oh, the success, and then you know it was made up more for for Rod and, and the other fella Frank Christian who've been there for years, and uh, it was just all those days of kind of that pineapple away game where we had nine men or ten men. It just all that gone from them lows to we're actually going and winning with your mates and building up over the years. It was just it was just ridiculous. But the same year, uh, we got to the quarterfinals of the national cup. We won the Eric Dunlop Cup. 
with the league and we've got to semi-finals of the Ken Gillies. Yeah. So it wasn't just the kind of flash. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't just because they left the league. Yeah, that you no, were we, a good, we, you were a good side. We were a good side. Sure. We got beat by the Mayfair in the quarterfinals of the national cup. Yeah. Uh, got beat two one. Yeah, uh, it, it was they were they were solid and kind. The one thing you always say against Mayfair, you can't go behind against them because they just know how to kind. They could they you know, gladly win one nil, but we give away a pen. And then uh, five minutes later, little Tom Kinsella, which for me is a very underrated player, he, he scored, made it 2 0. And then we had all the ball, but they were happy letting us have the ball. And then kind of, we got a goal with five minutes to go, but we just couldn't. We had last kick of the game, we got a corner. One of our lads hit a shot and it's hit our own player in the back and gone over. And you just think, oh, if only. But they are probably see it different, probably think, you no, know, they were comfortable and kind of happy with the way it was. And most frustrating thing was they went got beaten in the semi final then as well. So yeah. we, we were gutted. Uh, but we, nice. we beat some top teams on the on the way to that as well. Yeah. So with you working for the county FA sort of at the time, and was the murmurs coming through that they were looking to merge the leagues? So no, it, it, yeah, it, I think the issue was that I've I'd been involved in obviously the adult game, and I've seen too many leagues just fold because once teams start migrating, you don't get them back. No, so we we start to see uh, like the. The lobster gone, the Canada gone, the Oyster gone, uh, the Kensington Fields are gone. Uh, and then the year after, uh, we probably should have went that year after we won it, but I thought, no, let's let's stay and defend our title. So at the end, we, we did, it's always hard the year after, isn't it? So we, we didn't do it as well. Uh, I think Mel and Vic won it. Uh, and then we thought, oh, Sam, so then yeah, Mel and Vic were going. I just thought, yeah, this is going to get tight, this. So we thought, no, we're still decent enough teams there. Uh, so we, we'll stay another year. And then a couple of weeks before the start of the season, we find out the Pineapple, the Allerton, the Dovecot and the Brow were all going. And like they, that was like uh, the top six, five are gone. Yeah. And we were like, oh, I can't stay. You know, we can't stay. Because that left the, the Premier Division down to like four teams. So we would have to merge with the teams from the division below. And... It wouldn't have been no good for us, and would be no good for them because it do even then there was a there was a gulf between the two divisions. So I yeah, and Custies were the same. So they were us and Custies in the same boat, and the Custies said no, we're going as well. So I thought we we held out long, as long as we could, uh, and then we said no, it's at the best interest of the league and best interest of the club. We're going to go as well. So that would put it down to one division uh, in the, the Liverpool Sunday League, and once it goes down to one division, the writing's on the wall. We've seen it with the Formers League, the Crosby League. Ormskirk yeah. League, it's, yeah. it's happened to them all. So I, I said, well, what about, because I was still involved in the Sunday League committee at the time as well. So why don't we look on merging the two leagues? Because one of the issues was why teams were moving uh, is because they weren't playing at the right level. There was divisions within divisions. Yeah. So yeah. the top team, top four or five teams were absolutely hammering the bottom four or five teams. You know, so say so we go merge it, you'll have six, seven divisions, but everyone's playing at the right level. So you get a decent game every week. Uh, a lot of the teams were right for for and kind of made sense, uh, but a couple of committee members were not having it. And kind of it was it went on for ages. Kind of in the end, it got voted through, uh, and I, I think it's been proved. Was that just did they just want to stick to the traditions of? Yeah, I think know, so. But they, this they, is our league. Type yeah, thing. and they thought there was there was no issue with having a one division league because uh, they thought they could grow it again. And when your league's been declining for you know year on year. There's, there's no, there's no way it's gonna just turn all overnight. When especially when there's a stronger league, and teams just team, no one wants to play in a division where you can't get relegated, can't get promoted. 
Yeah. So, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of in the end, it, it got voted through, and I think it proved it last year where everyone loved it. The kind of the, the new format, the new league. That uh, there was very few teams folded because they were all playing at kind of the right level. Yeah. Uh, and then it grew by two divisions this year. So was there any issue with when when obviously the idea got put through about who was going to play where? You know, who's going to be in the top division? Who's going to be? Yeah, I th- I don't think there was any because the, the the league's done the bit of their own work on it. Really, kind of they knew uh, which teams kind of were suited for it, and then we always knew it'd be a year, two, three years before it absolutely settled down. Yeah. Uh, but when when they put it out there, I think there was only a few requests for teams to go down rather than up. Right, yeah, yeah. So teams, uh, you know, we thought the division they got put in was too strong for them or they'd lost players and so they had to go down. Yeah. The only one who came straight in was a brand new team, McKenzie's. Yeah. But they'd start, they put them in like division three, but they were like playing friendlies and hammering teams. So they said, well, there's a space available in the championship. We put yeah. them up to and that. And it proved to be the right, decision, to be the right yeah. Absolutely, it did, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, it was, they'd done, there was only a handful of teams who, who wanted to be moved. So they'd done a pretty good job, to be fair. Yeah, so was there ever a, um, a thing where, on what it would be called? It would would stay the business houses. Obviously, Not, they, had, they had all the cards. Yeah, they? well, it, it, it was a big thing kind of between the two leagues because the ones who were against it basically said it's a takeover. It's not. It's not like well, no, everyone's been invited to come along. You know, you can all committee members, but those that were against it decided to stay on. They want to set up the. I don't know if you're seeing this. The the, the former's league. Uh, so they, they want to set up a, as like a, a new formers league, which right. is fair play. But to get the teams, great. But it's, it's just, it is, I don't think the person is a need for it. But you know, they think it is, and that's the way it is. But so that caused the that we, we said, well, with the name of the AGM, it'll change and put stuff forward, and they they were just kind of through the through the hands in at that point, really, and said, you know what, well, nothing to do with it. So it, it's just, I think they were looking to change it to Liverpool's Sunday Business Hours League, or, you know, something yeah. like that. I mean, you can't you can't please everyone, no, can you? That, no. That's footy, uh, regardless. I, I still stand by. I still think it was the right decision, uh, and I, I think that's getting proved with the, the quality of the divisions and the what's going on. The only thing that we stood with is the referees, but it's not. That's not unique to the league. It's it's nationwide. Though. Yeah. What's what's the issue, Ants? What, what what's the? Uh... I think a few things. I, th- I think the the COVID break. Obviously, there was no coaching courses, no no referee courses. So there's no new referees getting trained up. Uh, I think the on the field issues has put a lot of people off. I think over uh, over the lockdown and stuff. I think quite a few referees might have reflected and thought, you know what, I'm not going back to it. You know, you know. So the, so the take up the the re-registration after COVID was nowhere near as high as what it usually is for one reason or another. Uh, no courses. And then what happened was when, uh, obviously, the, the non-league stuff, it, a lot of the referees got promoted, but there's no referees coming through the bottom end. So they stopped, yeah. stopped refereeing, kind of pushed on to kind of non-league stuff, so they stopped doing local, but there was no one to replace them. So it, it was just a... A perfect storm of of problems for refereeing, really. But hopefully, we're uh, at the end of that. Now we ra- we ran six courses between July and December. Every single one of them full to the brim. Yeah. But eighty percent were under 18s. So the issue we've got is getting experienced right people on to yeah. referee courses. I mean, but but at the same time, it's still good that yeah, well they they're the future. Just, just willingness, yeah, isn't it, yeah. But for me, we got we got to start 
if I had my way, uh, mini soccer shouldn't be refereed by anyone under the age, over the age of 21. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, yeah. So then that would free up referees. Yeah, push them up the levels. Because let's be honest, it's e- that's an easy job, that means. Exactly. They don't, uh, under sevens and eights don't even need a referee. Yeah. Don't need a referee. No, no, but to, to be honest, in the league, that the most of the leagues we're in, there's not many, but there is a few, and actually, the ones who are a bit older are really good refs. Yeah, well, well that's that's the other side of it. Kind so, some of some of the older referees are really good with the kids and really help them. You know, I don't mind that, but it's just that for me, there's too many just in for the. Isn't you, that the coach's job though? If you know what I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the coach's job. It's the coach's job to be good with the kids, and yeah. I know, I know. Brilliance! I've seen it loads of times. The referee, no, take that throw in again, mate. Yeah, love all exactly, that yeah, yeah. But you know, this if there's a game there, yeah. if it, if a if a Premier Cup quarter final's not getting played because there's no ref, yeah. and you've got, yeah. you know, uh, Max and his mm. eight and nine year old mates, yeah. no. that's the problem. You can't you can't force a referee to referee no. anything. The only the only way uh, you can do that is FA appointments. But even then, being a nightmare. County Cups, you know, you try and appoint them. The amount of, um, probably a third of referees pulled off the County Cup games. Yeah. And I was like... Do you, do you think as well, because of, of Sunday stuff, because it's not on the, like, the steps to, to getting promoted yeah, so, for them? And- so what what disappointed me when uh, the non-league was cancelled, we had all the top refs, you know, that level referee coming during the Sunday League, and it's brilliant. Uh, the, the standard of play was brilliant. The referees were brilliant. As soon as the... Non-league was back; they all disappeared, which is their, their choice. But that left them a massive hole in, in terms of uh, kind of the top level of the business. especially is the kind of those le- I think the level fours, the referees were just not available no more. Yeah. Well, hopefully, makes it uh, with these courses that that you've been pushing. I've seen it, it on the social media stuff and that trying to. You know, it's all right. Everyone's saying where's the refs, but yeah, just if just, we all if we all sort of don't club together and sort yeah. of you know get off the case for one, yeah, encourage encourage and stuff for two, and then just try and understand that it's not the easiest job in the world oh, to, I, to, to I, go and do. I'm, I've, have you ever tried refereeing? Yeah, I've it's a big time. Oh, it's, massive, it's, it's a nightmare. It's like I find myself apologising to the players because I'm getting in the way of the ball all the time. It, it, it's 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 an art to it, and it's not as easy as people think. Yeah. But just on that, if, if anyone is interested in doing referee courses and if the the fee is being something that's being put off because they're not, I think it's 120 pounds, 130 pounds. Uh, we've got some funding available for over 21s. It were you know it interesting refereeing. Uh, we've got some funding there to pay for them. So uh, definitely get feel free to get in touch with anyone to County FA and kind of get that and hopefully get involved in some of our adult adult games. Yeah, brilliant, mate. We'll uh, we'll push that on. So do you want to tell us a bit about um, your start in, in Jamie Faye's uh, <laughs> futsal book, didn't you? Which uh, which we gladly promoted, mate, and what a sport. Football, yeah, so it's going back, when I, when I came back to County FA in 2010, there was a lad there from Manchester called Simon Wright. He he ran Manchester Futsal Club and he went, do you fancy a game of futsal? I was like, what are you on about? What's, what's futsal? And he said, come down. So I, Drove down to Manchester had a game for them. I thought you're keen, you on for it. I'll just try it down some money for a game of It was, I think, it was single and it was, it was easy. <laughs> but uh, I thought it's a bit of me this, and I thought, right, okay. So I went back and mentioned it to the Dengel last, and he went, oh, get us a game against Manchester. So we 
gang of us, I think seven, eight of us, went travelled to Manchester again to uh, play Manchester Futsal Club. They beat us about 13 0. Uh, or 13 1. We got one. They absolutely battered us because we didn't know the rules and can't. We thought, thought it was non contact and you kind of one of them. And it's like, yeah. But then Simon, at the time, he set up a uh, Liverpool Futsal League. Uh, so we joined that as the Dango. He had, it seemed like Liverpool Futsal Club were in it. We ended up winning the league, the Dango. Got through to the kind of regionals. Uh, in I think it was in, it was in Manchester or Sheffield, uh, came up against Manchester Futsal in the final, beat them two one. Yeah. So within six months, we and we were just kind of adapted. Ragged. Yeah. But we were all mid twenties, young, good players, worked our balls off. You know, kind of just in our prime, really. Got to the national finals, and everyone said, "Oh, you got the group of death there." Got a team called Kickers from London, uh, Loughborough College, not Loughborough. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the college. Some college who'd won the college national futsal college league and a team called White Bear who were all Russians. So, uh, so tough, can I right? No, never Dengo, no one's ever heard of Dengo. Uh, played the first game against the kickers team from London, all Brazilians, three one one. I think we scored last minute, last kick of the game, throw one one. Everything, no, he's half decent. Now, frustratingly, we played the college and we should have beat them, got beat seven six. We just didn't play our normal game. And then when in the final game, we had to beat White Bear, who were previous winners. We got beat 3-1. I think we touched the ball up 10 times the whole game. Oh, they, the ball oh, they just bopped us everywhere. They just absolutely just couldn't get near them. We just clung in as long as we could. And then I think we got it. Like They made a mistake for one goal, you know, and that was it. But we, honestly, we touched the ball about 10 times the whole game between us. They were brilliant. Uh, but it was like that, you know, we loved it from then. And it, every year we, we were playing in the local league, get through and get to the national finals. Uh, yeah. So that was brilliant. And then uh, years later, uh, Stewie Carrington, who I work with, he played with Jamie Fain. He said, Jamie obviously knows about the futsal. And he says he's doing a bit on street football. And he, he knew he grew up in, around where Wayne Rooney, we grew up together, yeah. uh, when we were playing on the streets. Uh, he said, we'd fancy meeting and just kind of talking, you know, going around. So, when I met him outside Delacell School, where we both went to, uh, and then I just had to walk around our, you know, the, the crocky area where, where we used to grew up playing street football, really. And he was just like, he said that the links between street football and the futsal is just, and he just uh, explained where we used to play, kind of just, you know, three and in and crossbar challenge yeah. and stuff like that. And just all street games that we loved as a kid. And I always remember the story of uh, when Wayne was in the, the Evans first team, someone Drive around past the scene as playing straight to Belfield and grass him up, basically saying he's playing the streets and Dave Moyes went, So yeah. what? Was that, was that after the Arsenal game? Yeah, he had a game yeah. outside the doggy, you well, well, Probably what it's like, he's like, he said, That's what 16 year olds do, so get on with it. Yeah, just leave mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, yeah so that we, we had it lucky because we had, uh, we had the like the garages where we used to play, like a you know, con- concrete pitch for in the winter. You had to where I was playing fields, big open fields that had the building site com- slowly come across. So we used to drop all the wood and the scaffolds for goals. Yeah. And then next door was the uh, the brewer's uh, beer garden, which was, you know, anyone, it wasn't used for bowls, so, but it was a perfect shape for for, uh, for our matches, really. Yeah, t-shirt made so you'd always had somewhere to go and play. That's yeah, the key, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, we always had access and we always had people to play with. And the Crocky Astro, when that fit comes yeah, up, so like 20-odd years it, ago. Yeah, that's probably uh, more now, isn't it? Yeah, and then we're playing on the old, uh, the, the old style, was one big pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so but that's one of the projects working on now with uh, Lee Battle and Frankie Strode have, have took over that. Yeah, yeah. So working with them to get them pitches upgraded. Yeah, yeah, went in to see them the other week in there. It's boss, boss. Yeah, so Fra- it's, Frankie it's, and Leighton were lobbing each other yeah. and the. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's it, but 
it's essential part of, of the community because the amount of boxers and footballers that have gone through them doors is, is ridiculous. Yeah, it's massive, mate. It's mm. massive, and um, and well done through them for, yeah, for sort of rescuing mm. it, mate, and, mm. uh, and and leaving the community with mm. with obviously something to do there. Yeah. Hopefully, by the end of twenty twenty two, they'll have new three G pitches ready to go as well. Because they are, I think they are they are tired now. They need upgrading, but. Yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it all goes well. Excellent, mate. So after you're, uh, you started in Jamie's book, did he did send you a copy? Yeah, like, did I got you a copy. copy. Yeah, I went, went away to Spain in the summer, so I saved it and read it, read it through that. Like, so it's a good read, to be fair. Yeah, it's boss, mate. And yeah. it's proud of place over there mm. on my little on my little shelf with uh, a few of my other uh, local legendary book book writers, shall we say. Mm. Um, so, shall we uh, try and touch on building a perfect footballer, mate? Yeah, what, are, are you gonna uh, are you gonna approach this? From it, tactical point of views and all that, or yeah, no, I, I probably thought about this far too much than the, the most because when uh, in the first lockdown we started like a little running challenge, so I used to kind of think as is that take, when everyone was lying on the five k's, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> going nowhere the five k's, but yes, when I was going through, I was like, keep taking my hands off the run, I hate just run, hate it, so it's taking my hands off, I got to go through and kind of what we were to pick and kind of go go through each one and kind of so always managing lads, that's yeah. what that's yeah. that's it. Uh, Bit, bit like me, I think just a little f- constant cog of footy just turning in the back of your head mm. somewhere, th- thinking about what you're going to do. Right, so always start it with left pegs, mate. Yeah, there's a couple coming to mind. Uh, Charlie Kelly, I mentioned before. Yeah, uh, he had a, a, pro- a one of the left foot, you know, three kicks and you know, just whip. And then one who, who for me should get mentioned on here more often, I think he should have played, played high, is Jonathan Swatton. Yeah. Uh, what a play he is, but he had a, a cannon of a left foot, you know, kind of, he's, he can half strike a ball, but it's the same as everyone, it's got to be latent. You know, yeah. even playing with the vets now, kind of, some of the stuff, he, you know, he's at low break now, but last year he was playing with the vets, just ridiculous. You know, then them shots where he gets, when it goes about an inch off the floor, but just like, it's like... Yeah, it's like, uh, no back lift, yeah. just a weird way. I mean, lefties have got a special way of kicking the yeah, ball, he, it's he, weird. He, he just, like... I remember play, it was only a friend who we was playing up in Hale, wasn't like cross coming from the right, he just opened his bars, he opened volleys it with his left foot in the far top corner and he just like walked away. It was like not and I was like, Oh my god, it's just <laughs> like that's just r- ridiculous. <laughs> just like Yeah, but it's just it's just he's then he's frightened kind of left foot. So you just can't give him half a yard and it's just, it's it's a goal. Yeah, brilliant mate. Uh, right peg. Difficult one, but one stands out is uh John Rooney. Yeah. So when he can't kick a foot up a footy. So he he was he must be only fifteen, sixteen when he signed for the run. But I see him score from the halfway line twice within about six games. Yeah. Just cause just uh, but he was only fifteen, but he, he could handle himself and he he was throwing fellas everywhere. And then to say he he what a right foot he has. Just he was like you know he can hit it, but he could he could whip it as well. There's one from the halfway line for the was it Michael Stockport? Yeah. About a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Belter, mate. So he, he's, he's, he's flying and he's won like non league play the year three years in a run or something like yeah, that. Yeah, top notch, mate. We need to get him on this show. When, next yeah. time we see him, get him in. Um, touch. Touch a difficult one. Uh, one who will love playing with because he, he used to make bad balls into good ones just because he touches Tom Rooney. Yeah. Put a ball anywhere around him. Mark Hughes. He'd make a stick. He, he was great to play for. And, and he, what it's like about him, he, he's. 
bollock you. You know, if you do something kind of just something a bit naive or something a bit daft, he's like, no, he had good standards. And like, you didn't, re- I didn't really have that against many players across the years. But when he signed, yeah, someone who's like, yeah, pull you. And you know, when yeah. you think, you know what, you're right there, kind of, and you just make sure you're on top of your game all the time. So I, I did enjoy playing with Tom because I think I would have preferred playing more players like that over, you know, over the years. Yeah. Uh, but I think could give it to a uh, good mate of mine, uh, Paul Jones, PJ. Yeah, plays he's probably one of the most underrated players in the city unless you played with him you won't realize how, how good he was and i was i was like la- i was just pleasantly surprised because when these podcasting kind of started coming out it was a big debate on our abbey road group by doing a crocky 11 who's the best crocky 11 and load put him in but he's actually from west derby so yeah so it was good yes he got kicked out but it was good that other lads from oyster and lobster and all that were including him in it and like can because I, I, I don't think many realise how good he actually is. Yeah, no, lo- loads of people have got them type of players, yeah. haven't they, where they just go, well, you he, play with him and you'll see. He's one of the, the the biggest losses we had. He, he's moved to Paris now. He's got a, he got a job out, in, out there. So, he, so when we lost him, that was when we started to decline a little bit for, for the day and going kind of where we are now, really. Yeah, shame, mate, shame. Mm. Um, skill. Skill, there's, there's a few, but uh, I'm gonna go with Lawless. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's some of the stuff he does, frightening. We, what I was mentioned before about the, the footy tours, the first one we ever done, uh, we went to Amsterdam. Uh, my half fellow organised it, things where he kind of runs in the family, organising teams and uh, stuff like that. But he, he went and yeah, he was just frightening that time. He basically won, we won that time, but he basically won it on his own, really. He, he was brilliant. Uh, he's absolutely top, yeah. top notch. Oh, the amount of down to nutmegs I've seen, I am and just can't. It's just he, lawless in Amsterdam couldn't have been a good uh, mix. It, 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 <laughs> the the off field activities. Yeah. No, it, good, it was a good job. It was a one day tournament. To say that because it, it, it was mad because it was we got the coach there, which is horrendous. You know, it kind of just like absolute nightmare. Yeah, but yeah, we did, we went on the like got there the Friday, and the tournament was the Saturday. So then the, the Saturday night was just uh, it was chaos, but you can, you can imagine what they were all up yeah, to. Yeah, boss mates, what a player, what a character, though. Yeah. Well. Um, heading? Uh, a few, uh, two standouts. Uh, one plays with and against, the one against. Uh, so Ben Garrity is the one who played against. He's like a magnet to the, to the ball when he's yeah. at the Oyster. That year, when they won him, we finished third. Yeah. Uh, he was just everywhere that year. I was telling the goalkeeper just line up one way and kick it the other, just so he and he'd still get on the end of it. Just kind of, just, <laughs> he just dominated. And it, he, was, he had a great little battle with little Keaton Allegan who plays for us. He, he's, he's, he's brilliant, but Ben just over overawes him a little bit. You know, just can't. He was just worked as hard as him, but he was a little bit big, a little bit stronger, and just he was just first to everything. But they had a great little battle them, so it was great to see that. But Ben and yeah, it was brilliant. And then the other one who, who I get it is uh, Tony Rendell. Yeah. Uh, He's, well, you know, he's, like, he's ridiculous in, in the uh, kind of, but at both ends of the pitch as well. Yeah, top player as well, yeah. mate. From, uh, mm. he, he's one of them who was always in and out for the run, you know, and kind because of, he was playing non league and it was different. There, and then he, yeah, so we're like lads and then come yeah, back. And, then and, and it, it's, come back. what usually happens is when the non league teams that are at the running for stuff at the end of the season, they all just jack it in, don't they, and come and yeah, play, play with the mates. Play where they yeah. really want to play, mm. yeah. Um, speed. Uh, Difficult one. Uh, there was against. Uh, there was. A, I remember the laugh of the view. Uh, I was right wing. He was left wing. And fuck me, he was fast. Uh, his name was Jake. And it, 
can't have my second name, but I bumped into one of my mates. Was well, little Jake Davis, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Black lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my played god. Played for us for a bit. He played for the lobo him, you know. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I bumped into him to wedding at one of my mates' weddings the, uh, a couple of years ago, and another one stopped playing. Yeah, stopped. Uh, but yeah, he he was lightning him, and it was horrible playing against because he was just just, just couldn't catch him. But I'm going to give it to uh, Matthew Robbo. He plays for plays for us now yeah. from the east. The difference having a strike with pace makes uh, is because yeah, your whole team can get out further yeah, as well. Absolutely, and, and you, you'd say you put it into the channel and he'll, he'll get you up the pitch and make something happen. And just he's been really good. Another one who was quick was uh, he, and he, when we were struggling and kind of going through the transitions, but then goes like called Carl Gonell. Yeah, he was a really good player. You uh, think he played for Canon and seems like that, but he was quick. And it, it, like I said before, I felt like if he weren't playing, I didn't think we were going to score a goal. No, yeah, it's no, just one of them, just one of them players. But yeah, I'll give it to Matty Robbo. I think um, strength. Uh, Tom Rooney, I've already mentioned. Uh, but there's two others who are just like man mountains to me. Uh, Jed Aldo, yeah. he's at the Abbey now with us. He came over to Hazelwood as well. Uh, Boss player, yeah, very good player. But he he played right through the mill, centre half, centre mid, centre forwards, and he'll always do the job. But I am playing against him. Uh, oh, and he just he just. Bullies me out of the game completely. You just like kind of for the angle, get a plain centre mid, and he just absolutely outpowered me. He just won everything, didn't get near him, and he's just solid. But then, one player they always said I'd have the dango, uh, during them years, it was what we lacked massively was uh, Mark Bushel, yeah, centre half. I think if we had a, a Bushel from early days, would have been a lot better, a lot more quicker, yeah. I cannot, uh, yeah, and our last centre half, organised, reads the game well, just. Solid. I felt like you had to run six feet round him to get round him. He was, he's that big and just dominant, strong. Just put an arm out and you're just like, you're not getting past. Yeah, top notch, mate. And a great like, shaving to the amateur. Oh, amateur yeah, did, yeah, Mark and Gary, what the same with the kind with the lobster. What their job they're doing is brilliant. Yeah, boss, mate. Um, fittest? Uh, that's going to go Keenan Allegan. Yeah. It's, He's like... He so was, who's he with now, Shatty? He's Lowbrecht. Lowbrecht, yeah. He, I was speaking to him today, he's had a bit of a nightmare start. He's... he's he was injured when he first went, and then he got a harsh sending off. Uh, I don't know what you're seeing. Kind of the lad goes to take a shot, and he dives in to block it, and kind of catches the lad. I'm not fault. It was yellow card all day. Is he the one who went from Bootle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he was supposed to play the night and got COVID, so he's had he's had a bit of a nightmare start. But he's, he was like for us having like Kante. It's like having a second player on the pitch. He covers that much ground. Yeah, yeah. He just he just doesn't stop running the whole game. Machine. Yeah. Uh, keepers, tough one because we've never been blessed with great keepers. The Dengo. It was one year where we had eleven different keepers in one season. <laughs> All playing out. Oh, it's like <laughs> literally eleven different keepers. It, it was a, it was a nightmare. But then the year we had, we were really strong and it coincides with having a decent keeper. We had uh, John Cuban. Yeah, he's at the Mottram now. But with John, you know, you're only getting him for a season and a half before he moves on. He's just one of them. He's just he's Likes moving. Oh, he's he's a nightmare. So. Uh, but so he's he's probably the best we've had over the course of the season. However, the kids we had last year is going to be a top keeper, uh, Harvey Passant. Yeah, he's yeah. gone the bargain now. His brother plays for yeah, Marine, but Harvey's a great kid and he's he's only going to get better and better. Uh, but the keeper we've got now is he, he's good as well. Uh, Jordan Parker, he's a goalkeeping coach, uh, so technically he's he's the best we've had technically. Yeah. Uh, but we've only had him for half a season so far, so I can't include him. Yeah, no, he's got an earnest stripes. But mate, kind of playing against like Sir Raymo or uh, Ryan for the campy. Yeah, oh, just top notch, yeah. mate. Um, 
who's the funniest, the madmen, the loons? I've had a few of them, the rump down the years, but uh, like Stevie Blundell, just never takes any, never took anything serious in his life, always fun. But a uh, good mate of mine for the dango, uh, Drew Island, yeah. he's at the banky as well, he's just... It's called him Marmite. I'd love more you hate him, but he, he's he's just he's just a, he's just an absolute character, and he's he's hilarious to have around dressing room. And I think every team needs one of them just to kind of yeah, morale boost. Oh, absolutely. When when it's going well, he takes it to another level. When it's down, he keeps everyone going and yeah. kind of so yeah. He, He's 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 thirty seven, thirty eight now, so he's way on his way out like me, but he's still having a go and kind of keeping uh, keeping everyone going. Brilliant leadership. These are two standouts. Franny Westhead from when uh, I was in school. Uh, he, he was a solid uh, captain for the school and kind of didn't that when I was say it was one of the, the smallest ones. So he, he looked after me and then you you knew you could go in for the tackle and someone jumped up. He was there, safe you know, to defend you. So he was uh, he was great to kind of play alongside. Uh, but the main one is uh, Kenny Stirrup. Yeah, yeah. From when he came and kind of helped us out playing for the little run, and kind of he, he was he was brilliant for us, kind of. But a top top player, a top lad. Uh, but how he helped us on the pitch and let us all kind of come over our shells and develop was brilliant. Yeah, Bosch, top player, Kenny. Um, attitude, bit similar to leadership. Body got the most out themselves, the best attitude to the game. You know, reliable. Yeah. Yeah. That again, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one. Keen Algon has good attitude. I'm not saying that he, when he was pissed, he never turned up, so I can't, can't <laughs> include him. Yeah, you know, she's let down a few times, but uh, I think that's good. It's a good, we good mate, Ryan Ford, who's been a dango the longest, he'd never let you down. He's probably played every game available, you know, to he's just never missed the game, always always there to help me out, no matter yeah, what. He, where the weight and gold means, yeah. He, he even said last year that's my final year, uh, but. We lost loads of players. That's a brand new team. So I'm not letting you struggle. So you end up coming back and playing again. And he's, he's there every week, and he'll, he'll always. He's like my right hand man. He'll always step in and help me out, no matter what. So yeah, God, I think I'll have to give him a mention. Brilliant. Um, dirtiest. Oof. I've been on the end of a few bad ones before. Uh, one I played with. Uh, Years ago, for, for the Roman, for the Dango, a fella called Tony Tomo. Yeah, uh, he, 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 he hit Sean Morley with uh, all the worst he, tackles. He, so I, was, I was glad I was on his team. He was he was ruthless, uh, but he, uh, like like a knocker was a bad one. But I don't mind that. I don't mind when they try and flying because that's I love that. And like when he try and try and nail me, that that's when I know I've got them. So I I, I don't mind people flying as long as, as long as they're not ri- ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah. but there's some solid tacklers like uh, Bailey Gary Smith have played both with uh, Lee Moosom's a solid tackle but he's not dirty uh, so for dirty that's probably have to go with Tony Tomo yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I see it mm. he hit Sean Morley on Crocky School with mm. an awful one it was bad <laughs> it was bad um, best goal seen scored or been involved in yeah I always have this conversation with the lads and we always kind of but probably more too scientific for most people it's kind of goal importance and quality uh, so for me it has to be Charlie Kelly's free kick against the pineapple to win us the league no it yeah. kind of just it, one of the lads got it on video and he, he, he stopped it as the ball basically land, it, it, it's the underside of the bar and because he's go celebrating, he stops the video just as it's about to go in. It's like, well, you could have just kept it going a little yeah. bit longer. But that, and it, but then in the, the following game, we just cushed these. Uh, 
I think it was like the sixth or seventh goal, with like a little team goal, and the lad puts it in, he flicks it round the corner, and the lad just did the canio volley into the top corner, and you just think, oh my, that was ridiculous, but the game's already won then, so I'd have to give it the best goal. Yeah, the importance. It, it is the importance, yeah. Yeah, boss. What about the hardest away? Mm, I, the, the Alton away has always been a... Bogey gaff. A bogey gaff, yeah. I was saying that the Abbey went and won the league there last year, so they yeah. kind of put that one to bed a little bit. But for the Dango, it was all, the Allen away. People mentioned Little Heat. I've always had good results on Little Heat, so I don't mind there. There was another pitch in Speak uh, where he went under the bridge yeah. that where the Dow used to play. Yeah. That was horrible. Uh, but it wasn't too bad. But results-wise, it'd be either the Allen or the top pitch of Flinders Street. The tiny one where the Brit play and kind yeah. of, oh, I hate it up there. Used to play the Eagle and uh, Lords used to play up there. Yeah, the view, just, the view yeah there, I just hate it up there. It's always windy, a tiny pitch. You know, you hate it up there. But I think, yeah, but probably the Allen. But the worst pitch I hated was our own pitch. Yeah, that's probably the only person that ever picked the home pitch, but I, I hated it. It, well, was, it. it was fine between August and end of September. And then just to cut up, then freeze, and it'd be, it was just, oh, it was just a nightmare. Before we go on to the last question, mate, I just want to touch on the, the vets and the Abbey. So, what was it like, sort of, you know, rounding up Crocky in the surrounding areas and getting the lads to all yeah. play together? Well, it, it, well, that's what Mick Murphy was trying to do at the run all years ago, but obviously he was competing with non league, whereas it's clearly the vets, they've got no real competition for that. And I think going back to the strength of the bin serves now, about 10, 12 years ago, Liverpool Sunday was the, the division where yeah. it was it was ridiculous. You know, you had, you had all, like, the Oyster Lobster, Seymour, the Brit, the View, the Allerton, uh, the Paddock. Sands and the Paddock. They, they were all, it was like, so they that generation now are all coming to Vets' age. Yeah. But at that time, there was four teams from Crockett in the top division, the Dangle, the Lobster, the Oyster and the Western. Or, so all those players who were in them teams are all starting to be eligible now. They're all kind of coming into into the one team really. So it's it, it, Corey calls it the academy. Yeah, so he, he pulled it all together. Yeah, he, so he, he but he, he, the dangle of our players, the lobster, the they're all 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 coming of age together. So he, he's seeing them all come and stuck around and made, and just made sure he's been on our cases for years. When you're 35, you make sure you sign. That's the good thing about the Abbey is they, they will not play. Uh, underage, never have done, never will. Uh, even we're playing in an open age division now, and he's been sticking to over 35s. Yeah, great. We, we played top of the league just before Christmas, and uh, Chick was unplayable. Oh, but one of the best games I've ever seen him play. When you're like, there's no way he's over 35. And I said, he's 38, he's older than me. <laughs> yeah. and he went, no, I'm not having, he can't be that quick. Yeah, but uh, it was a great game, it was a proper proper battle, but one we, we knew we just had the edge over. Over them, it was a, it was a cracking game. Yeah, boss, mate, and uh, Big up to to Coyley for yeah, uh, pull, pulling it all together. I love I, all that. The way the way it was won again as well. Uh, going away to the Allerton. two 0 down, two 0 down at half time. Come back and one three two. Yeah, scary. Yeah. That man, scary. Yeah. Um, right, so knockout pairs. Make the final question. Do you think you'll take a bit of shit for this or? I, I don't think so. I think people know me. And probably expect me to to pick the one. Yeah, because I've grew up with them since year seven in school. Played in the C team together, and then we've been. Like good mates ever since, and still play well until he moved to Paris. So probably twenty, what I eleven, twenty six years playing together. Yeah, uh, did PJ Paul Jones? Paul Jones. Yeah, right, I so think between us we played in every position. 
on the pitch. So yeah. does this mean we're going to get a little download in Paris here in a, in a few weeks? Imagine, so, yeah, it'll, it'll he, come up on the little locator, yeah, Paris. Yeah, he should do. Yeah, I think he does listen to them, kind of, or the not ones he knows of those played against. He he does, he does listen to yeah, them. Boss, so yeah, boss, but, but he's uh, yeah he's he's top player. Little, little taste of home for me getting a mention from yeah. from the lads, won't it? Nah, yeah, be nah. great. Well, Ans, thanks very much for your time, mate, and uh, very much um, appreciate your stories, mate, and, and basically the little insight into the stuff behind the scenes, mate, which yeah. is obviously massive. Is there anything you 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 want to say? No, it's to say obviously I get a little of shit for working the county FA and kind of both. The, the county are there to help, you know, never, never once kind of turned any help down, you know, they help where they can, so anyone is struggling or you need players or you help with anything, just do reach out and kind of get into it because that's what we're, what we're there for. Yeah, and it's and you can do that through through myself and through the um, the Twitter page from State From The Off if you want to, if you want, if you don't know Anthony or you don't know anyone from the county FA and you want us to put, put you in touch, that's not a problem, just give us a shout because yeah. obviously we want to see teams Thriving, not struggling, yeah. don't we? And keeping yeah. keeping the tradition of our city's yeah. high standards of football absolutely um, yeah. still going. And and next time we do a uh, Premier Cup draw, mate, we'll uh, yeah. we'll make sure we get the sound right, won't we? Yeah, we, well, I don't know what be the uh, it'd be a full it next time because I think they're all comes to the quarter final stage. So yeah, it, it's just good to get the cu- the cups back up and running and completed because I, I know we got a lot of shit for it and it was no win situation for you know for, for what it was when the, when they all got cancelled so uh, I felt sorry for the teams that were there but I seen it from the county FA side as well so it was difficult yeah shit happens mate done it but yeah. obviously uh, footy hopefully is on the men now we get this ref, ref situation sorted and, and we kick on yeah absolutely get Brilliant. a full season done and kick on from there boss thanks for your time mate